I'm Val Pancakes, and with me tonight on the stack, I have Matt Brannigan. He can be seen on IWTV in New Wave Pro as one half of the Tag Team Champs, the Tart Foundation, and putting in work across the Midwest in promotions like Asylum Wrestling Revolution and Old Wrestling. Please welcome Matt Brannigan. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I have a feeling that tonight's going to be a lot of fun because um, <laughs> you seem like a lot of fun um, and you're already hitting the claws. I, I so. seem like it. Well, this is my first time really yeah. talking with you. So <laughs> so to start off this night, what oh. was, ooh, what kind of claws are you drinking? <laughs> let's, let's see what we got. Oh, ooh, we have a pineapple claw. Ooh. Mm, I'm not really Tropical. sure. It's all right. <laughs> On a scale of one to ten, where would you put the pineapple white claw? Right now, I think I give it a seven, but by the end, I'll probably give it a ten. <laughs> Fair enough. Once I'm so, feeling it, I'll be like, this is the best one. <laughs> but what was a young Matt Brannigan like? How young we talking? Like when you were growing up before you, like, you know, teenager age, maybe five uh, years old. I don't care whatever you want to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I've pretty much been the exact same forever, except for the, the part about me drinking a lot, but that's a newer development. But aside from that, I've been pretty much the same though. I used to be fat. I used to be like, like 65 pounds heavier. Wow. That's the only difference. Everything else is the same. So what was your first exposure to wrestling? Uh, shit. <laughs> it's just, I can't really remember. It's just always been on. My dad and my older brother watched it, so I've always watched it. I can't really pinpoint an exact first thing I ever saw. It was just always there. So what was your wrestling inspiration? Like who were your favorites growing up? Oh man, I had so many stupid favorites. They don't even like, they don't even make sense. I remember when I, being really young and thinking Ultimate Warrior was awesome. Cause I, I remember my brother showed me him versus Hogan and he gorilla pressed Hogan, and I was like, that's the coolest shit I've ever seen. And then I liked uh, Chris Jericho and WCW a lot. I liked the Hardy Boys. I liked fucking like Japanese wrestling. I'm trying to think of like specific, like Tiger Mask and Dynamite Kid. I'm like all over the place. Chris Jericho and WCW was a special time. <laughs> yeah. My brother was like a. He's like older than me. He was like a tape trader. So I saw like all sorts of stuff when I was really young. So like as being part of like that tape trader, like what you said that you saw all kinds of stuff and you said, I know you mentioned Japanese stuff, but what was your first exposure to like independent wrestling then oh, as opposed to okay. like, okay, well, my first exposure was probably uh, WWE used to have a developmental around here in like the Cincinnati area. They used to have HWA. 
And uh, I used to go there when I was really young. Uh, my family would take me and I would see like uh, Brian Kendrick and like shit, who else? They had like Garrison Cade and all these guys. I can't even, I'm too buzzed to remember, but uh, back when that was a developmental, like William Regal was there. All these WWE guys would just show up intermittently all the time. And that was like the first like indie thing I ever saw. I was like eight, I don't know, eight or nine. And uh, yeah, I just remember from then on, I was like, oh man, TV wrestling like sucks compared to the, this is way better. So I've just been like watching the indies most of my life. So how did you decide to pursue wrestling? Well, I used to, uh, I wouldn't say I was a backyard wrestler because I wrestled in my basement. So it was more of like a basement wrestler, but <laughs> from when I was like 14 to like 18, I was wrestling in my basement. We were putting on these like monthly shows all the time for our friends. And uh, we would do that. I don't know, it was just, it was just fun. And then I saw that there was wrestling nearby. I dropped out of college like twice already. So I was like, I should probably, I could use some, uh, some shit to do to waste time make my parents upset so I just started doing it because it just made sense you know so is there any footage of your basement fed <laughs> there is is it on YouTube for people to see what well hmm I mean it is but I'm not sure if I if I should reveal this information it's very embarrassing <laughs> well i mean i'm interested in it i'm interested in it i assume that other people probably would be <laughs> well you know what happens when you assume well okay. i mean fair but <laughs> okay i'll tell you i'll tell you it's like, if you want we can wait till you get a little drunker <laughs> oh I'm pretty drunk already. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you. I'll t listen. Listen. Uh, just between you and me, Miss Pancakes, I'll tell you. The name of the wrestling is Turner Household Wrestling. THW Wrestling. That should probably pull up some results. You can see me without a mustache with a a little not not really in shape it's pretty good stuff though i'm telling you there's some good stories in there oh um do you care to share one of the good stories since, since we're on topic <laughs> okay i mean it's not that to... time too i don't want to force you to do it but i'm trying, sounds I'm trying interesting. to think of one <laughs> I see I'm gonna tell the story and I'm gonna think it sounds really good and I bet it just makes me sound like an idiot but I'll tell you anyway so one of the stories was uh I played I played a wrestler named uh masked Mexican superstar who was a generic jobber who became the heavyweight champion uh so he had no moves because he was a jobber he had no theme music because he was a jobber but he he moved up the ranks but anyway he wrestled a guy named Hi Q, who was like a, a genius, and he had a dictionary. 
and they had a title match where they hung up the dictionary and the uh, the world title belt. So like the smart guy had to choose between knowledge and and prestige when he climbed the ladder. It's just just stuff like that. I mean, that's really a very stupid, clever. It was, it's a clever thing to do ahead, as. Oh, I apologize. It's a clever thing to do as part of your, you know, basement federation, your basement company. Yeah, yeah. I'm, that's awesome. Like, it's funny <laughs> if you watch it. The lat the ladder goes like right up to the ceiling. Like, as you know, we're in a basement. So it's just like <laughs> we could easily grab the stuff without even getting on the ladder. So we like we set up the ladder and we like we keep reaching for this thing that we can easily reach and we like keep milking like one step at a time and acting like we can't get it. It's really dumb. <laughs> See, that sounds great to me. Like I'm definitely going to look that up after this. And oh, yeah. I mean, I could I'll probably tweet out that link. <laughs> oh shit. <Sure. That> <laughs> <laughs> that way everyone Damn. can see <laughs> everyone everyone can see my shame how... don't look at it like that like look at it like look how no. far you've come <laughs> yeah yeah exactly look look where i am now talking to me <laughs> <laughs> so I know you said that you did kind of um, home training. Did you do any like formal wrestling training? Yeah, yeah, I trained at a uh, at Rockstar Pro in Dayton, and uh, I don't know, I don't even know if they're still around, but that's where I trained with uh, Cody Hawk and a guy named Ben Chimera. And I remember I showed up. <laughs> I showed up, and I was like, I'm just gonna pretend. I'm just gonna do whatever I want. I learned enough in my basement. I think I can fake it. So I remember the first day I just did some stuff that I had done in the basement and they were just like, do you have gear? When can you start? And they booked me like the next show. So I only did the one training and then they put me on the next show and I had no gear and like no idea what my ring name was going to be. And I had to like think of all that. And I wrestled in like gym shoes and sweatpants, I think. I was going to say, did you have, like, the black, like, knee-length gym shorts and, and a t-shirt? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Just something really, really shitty like that. So you only took one formal training class, and they were like, you're booked, pal. Yeah, and then I was booked every week, uh, sometimes twice a week, uh, forever. <laughs> <laughs> I kept doing training, but, uh, yeah, they just threw me on pretty much immediately. So when you were um, wrestling in your basement, which is, sounds so funny when I say it, did you have like a <laughs> ring or like was training the first time of you being in an actual ring? Yeah, training was my first time in a ring other than like uh, meet and greets at like HWA when I was a kid. But, uh, but yeah, that was like, like the first day I was there, they had to show me how to bump like formally. I never really done. I've I've fallen on my basement floor like plenty of times, but like uh, this is the very same basement, by the way, that where I wrestled. I'm in my parents' basement right now, so this is it. Are you? I really? wish I could show you. Around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wish I could see where the belt and the dictionary <laughs> were suspended. Oh man, it, I wish I could show you. 
it's it's amazing. There it should, should be, be like a, museum, a, really. a plaque, like a like like they put on <laughs> historical places. Oh man, someday. <laughs> so, what was your first bump in a real ring like? Like, how did you feel about it? <laughs> uh, it was pretty easy. <laughs> like, uh, I remember. I don't think it was, it wasn't like a perfect bump. It wasn't bad. My second one was better, but like the, in terms of like how it felt like, uh, falling on the basement is just, you know, this basement floor is like carpet on top of concrete. So like the ring was like a step up. I'm like, Hey, like, this ain't so bad. <laughs> like, well, it's better than the concrete. <laughs> yeah. This is way better than the concrete. So yeah, it was like, it was pretty easy. Like, I mean, not to say that it's like not, you know, painful and stuff, but it was definitely like, hey, I could, I could get used to this. This is not. Granted, the, like the bumps in the basement were like super small. Like we didn't like do a lot. We mostly just did character stuff. So like once I started wrestling real matches in a ring and it was like a lot of bumps, like then you, then I was like, okay, this is, this is rough. Well, but in terms like... of just the first, oh, go I'm ahead, sorry. go ahead. I know you, you. You're much more interested than I am. Oh, come on. I was just going to say, it's not like you, (laughs) it's not like you had ropes to jump off or fall off or anything. Although I'm sure that you jumped off the couch. (laughs) (laughs) Springboard off the second cushion, elbow drop. So what was your, what was your like basement finisher? Versus like your real wrestling finisher. I would, I mean, so as the basement character is my, my uh, luchador character, since I was a jobber, my finisher was a schoolboy, So I would just do like a roll up pin to win all the time. So I didn't really have a finisher. Uh, and I would say that I still don't really have a finisher to this day as, a, as an actual wrestler. When people ask me what it is, I just go like, I don't, what does it need to be? I'll, I'll do whatever I got to do. I have moves <laughs> I like to do, but I don't, I don't have a finisher really. So how did you decide where to train? Uh, well, I started looking stuff up. I was actually thinking about going to a Chikara. This was years ago. And I'm glad I didn't go to Chikara because, you know, all that shit, but fucking... Then I just found this place in Dayton that's like 10 minutes from my house. I was like, well, shit, 10 minutes. That's easy. My lazy butt likes that. So that's just, (laughs) I just stumbled across it on like Facebook or something and just showed up on, I think it was like the same day as a WrestleMania. I don't remember which WrestleMania. It might've been the one where Brian Danielson wrestled Sheamus in that like 18 second match. But they had training that day. And I remember just going to training and just, yeah, and just thinking, like, well, yeah, I could do this. So, how long have you been wrestling, not including in the basement? I, I started in 2012. And I, I wrestled for five years and then I took two years off and I came back. Uh, almost two years ago is when I, because I was just totally done with it because I hated it. <laughs> but uh, I came back and yeah, I've just been, I've been going 
semi-strong ever since. So what are your future plans and dreams in wrestling and what keeps you motivated, especially after, you know, coming back after that break? What made you come back to wrestling? Uh, what made me come back was uh, I kind of wanted to end on my own terms, you know? I felt like I kind of had no choice but to leave the first time because things just weren't going well and there's all this like, you know, drama and rock star pro drama and all this shit and I was just unhappy. So then I quit and then my friend, uh, Donnie Red, who is a local guy, he, he texted me, probably, I can't remember what year it was, but he texted me and he said, hey, a year from now, there's going to be a show at Bogarts, which is like a big venue in Cincinnati. He's like, I'm coming back. I want to have one last match and I want you to be involved. He's like, I'm, we're gonna, I'm going to involve all my, all my friends, like all these guys that I always liked. Uh, we're all just going to have like fun and fuck around. So I was like, okay, cool. Give me, I have a year's notice. I'll lose a bunch of weight. <laughs> I'll, I'll be back. So I came back really just to do that. I thought it'd be like a fun, like, you know, one last match with like all, all the guys, the few friends that I had in wrestling. Uh, it was like a six or seven man match and everyone in the match was going to retire after except for one guy. So I thought it was going to be like this fun farewell. And then I did it. And when I was like, I, I called the match and I was like, shit, I'm really good at this. I forgot how good I was at, at wrestling. Like maybe I'll just keep doing it. Like people kept messaging me, like offering me bookings. So I just kept taking them. And really that's how it's been going since. Like I, I haven't sought out like any bookings since I came back. <laughs> it's just been people messaging me and I'll go like, yeah, okay. So like, I don't, I was planning on just doing the one match and I've just kind of got roped into working for like two years straight, but uh, <laughs> except for the <laughs> pandemic, obviously. Well, you know, do what you can yeah. during the panorama. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in terms of like future goals, I don't really have any, like I'm just, I'm just trying to have fun, you know, like <laughs> I have no, I've never had any aspirations really. I just kind of want to, I would like to have one match that I like before I quit. I've yet to do that. I, I hate all of my matches, but really that's my only goal is to have like one match where I go like, fuck yeah, that was perfect. If that ever happens, I'd probably just quit. <laughs> like, so you think that you'll know it like as it's happening and after just shoes in the ring and walk out or? <laughs> I'm not sure. See, like, I always wonder this too. It's like, do I need to watch it back like and look for mistakes? Because sometimes I feel pretty good about a match, and then when I see it again, I like hate it. But if like if it felt perfect in the moment, like should I watch it and look for things to nitpick, or should I just accept the feeling that I had? I don't know. I don't know what to do. We'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, I guess. Because I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Fair enough. But yeah, no goals. <laughs> just just one match to the next. Until you decide not to That's do it, it anymore. Exactly. Wrestling just advertises my OnlyFans at this point. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. That's all I'm doing. 
But Ember's <laughs> your biggest money maker. <laughs> does Dude, the wrestling I, advertise the OnlyFans, got, or does the OnlyFans advertise the wrestling? Just, listen, I almost tweeted this earlier today, and I didn't because it made me mad. But I was thinking, I was like, I made more off my first month on OnlyFans than I did in nine years of wrestling. And that pisses me off so much. Like, oh, man. So I was like, I should just quit wrestling. But I got I got to do the wrestling for the OnlyFans now. Now I do wrestling to advertise OnlyFans, which then pays for wrestling. So it's like a, it's crazy. I live, it it's a, a crazy, yeah, it's a whirlwind bullshit and dick pics <laughs> i mean at least when you're on OnlyFans with those things you know that people are consenting to viewing them and then you won't get canceled exactly now you're talking <laughs> good thing good thing i'm here to help <laughs> all right i'm free white claws in did you get like a like a variety pack of claws or did you just get pineapple? Variety pack. I got a I got a variety pack, even though the next one is also pineapple. Wait, what else do I got? I got black cherry. Don't forget I got Tito's. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is getting lit with Mad Brain again. <laughs> yeah, I gotta I gotta slow down. I forgot to mention I haven't eaten any food today, so I gotta really slow down here. Not even a pop tart. Not even a. I got pop tarts over here, but I haven't eaten any yet. And I also have a, a Reese right here. But... Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, what has been your greatest achievement in wrestling? And you can like look at a title, or if you had like a specific match or an opponent that you've worked with that you're proud of. Or entertaining the children, or whatever you whatever you consider your greatest achievement. Huh. I don't know. That's that's a tough one. All the things that really like stick with me are things that shouldn't be considered great achievements. You know, they're almost like embarrassing memories that have made me laugh. Like I can't even think of anything that I'm actually proud of, <laughs> which is disappointing to say but the friends I'm you've made along the of, way i dude i barely made any friends i've only started making friends in wrestling like this year like i up until now i like never had any friends in wrestling but let's see so i can't even tell you that bullshit <laughs> um uh, uh, shit hold on i got something let me i would okay here's one Here's a, here's a real answer. I was yeah. trying not to give you one that was like all shitty. How about, okay, so I I wrestled, I had a four-way match with uh, Alex Cologne and Chris Brooks and Rich Swan when I, I wasn't even a year in at the time. And uh, I just remember they were like playing, we were like playing in the match and there's just stuff that I'd never like heard before, stuff I'd never done before. And we just did the match and it was like a, it's a pretty simple match it's even on youtube somewhere but i just like hung in there I'm like i didn't do amazing or anything but i was very proud that i was able to like 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 keep up with them for the most part uh because i was super nervous about it 
and I was so green and shitty. Yeah, and that, that felt really good. It was just like, that was the first moment where I was like, hey, I, I might actually be okay at doing this. Like that's a lot of different yeah. styles in one match. <laughs> yeah, all those guys are so good. Like, especially like, I mean, everyone like, you know, Rich and Chris Brooks kind of have like bigger platforms, but Alex Colon is so, so good. I'm glad that he's like blowing up now, but he's so freaking good. He's always been one of my one of my favorite guys. I've only worked with him like probably two times, two or three times, but yeah, he, he's amazing. And he's just a cool dude. Solid. Like that's awesome. That's like I am going to try to find that match too. I'm gonna have a Matt Brandon YouTube night where I just watch your basement work and <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds creepy, but stuff? Oh, I'm gonna yeah, absolutely watch the basement stuff. Yeah, don't don't call it basement stuff. I don't like that. Call it. <laughs> we got to think of a better thing. I don't like that at all. But yeah, you'll watch the basement stuff, and then you'll watch the four way, and you'll be like, you know what? I think I like the basement stuff more. I gotta be honest. He seems more in his element outside of a ring. <laughs> <laughs> in a basement. <laughs> He's much more comfortable in a basement. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that probably says something about you, but I don't know what that is. Um, Whatever it says, it's not good. <laughs> and we don't have we don't have to talk about it, but it, it says something. So, <laughs> so what has been the greatest obstacle that you've overcome in wrestling? Well, what what type of obstacle like uh just it can be anything it anything? can be yeah it could be like a personal like problem that you had or it could be you had like an injury that you came back from or like people mm -hmm. here it's like it's kind of a black hole so if people get out like that's the obstacles just geography <laughs> yeah I would say I probably have a couple, but maybe on a more, on a simpler level, more personal would probably just be first started. I had really bad like stage fright. Like when I first started doing like the basement stuff, uh, even though I was just messing around with my friends in front of my friends, it like stressed me out because I just hated like performing. It's just always, just messed with me and then like d overcoming that in the basement as stupid as it sounds when i started actually like wrestling on shows it like just felt really easy like i'd already overcame this uh this fear of like performing in front of people which would have so instead of like having to spend years overcoming that in front of like an actual wrestling crowd i overcame it in front of a, a basement crowd <laughs> so that was that was pretty nice because yeah i was always pretty shy up until doing that for my cats here by the way that's what i'm reaching over here for. oh i absolutely i love cats so show show off your cat i'm trying it's Maybe cat time my baby oh. <laughs> what's yeah. your cat's name her name is arwen after the Elf and Lord of the Rings. All right, Bill. 
I know. <laughs> she hates See? it when I drink. <laughs> she knows, like. She knows. She's like, not again, Dad. <laughs> but anyway, another obstacle would probably be uh, just quitting wrestling and like, you know, when I quit, it was like exactly five years in. Like, I remember when I was training, everyone told me that you couldn't have any opinion until you're five years in. And like the day I hit five years, I was like, here's my opinion. Fuck this shit. <laughs> I'm out of here. And uh, I just left. I like hated wrestling. I couldn't even like watch wrestling as a fan anymore for like over a year. And just kind of being able to overcome like a complete hatred of wrestling and then like coming back and everything. That was probably more, that was pretty significant too, I guess. Those are the two, those are my two obstacles. So you said that you, you had stage fright and you hated performing the basement stuff, but you stuck with it. Like what made you stick with it? Like what, what about it that you loved? Like that kept you there in your basement? When I, when it would be done, it would feel good. Like that was really funny. Like that was really good, but it was just every time it was like a struggle of like, can I crawl through all this shit that I'm going to feel to appreciate it when it's over? So like every time we did it, it was like super stressful. Like just, I don't know. I would just feel like sick with like nerves and stuff, you know? And then when it was over, I'd be like, yeah, that wasn't so bad, but it just took <laughs> So it was just kind of like, luckily the things we were doing were like funny enough that I would appreciate the, like if we had bad matches down here that weren't funny, I, I, I would have stopped. But luckily they were like entertaining enough to me that when it was over, I felt good enough to try it again the next time, even though it would stress me out. So it was kind of just like, just the satisfaction of when it's over or maybe just relief of when it's over. Maybe I'm like crossing some wires in my brain here, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say. It also just was, I was so young that I just felt like I had to do it because all my friends were telling me to do it. You were peer pressured into wrestling. I was, I was peer pressured. <laughs> <laughs> I was peer pressured into wrestling for six years in a basement and nine years on the indies. Oh, shit. Look at you now. <laughs> Look at me now. I'm still in the basement. I've come so far. It's, I, oh, no. I would say it's come full circle, really. That's a better, yeah, I haven't been. That's a better way to look at it. No, yeah, no. I, <laughs> I, I've seen some so, of your yeah. matches. They weren't in a basement. <laughs> they were not in a basement. <laughs> or were they? What What is anything but just the basement of the sky? I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that got really philosophical for me. It did, but it, it was like, it was like a white cloth philosophy. Like, it doesn't really make any sense. It's like basic white girl philosophy. <laughs> hey, take it easy. <laughs> Don't call me basic. That, that hurts me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you. How so, dare you? <laughs> so when you're traveling to different wrestling shows like what is your like go-to road music like someone mm -hmm. hands you the aux like what are you listening to? 
Well, I, I feel like I've been listening to the same music forever. I got a lot of uh, I got a lot of disco, a lot of a lot of funk music like Rick James, Bee Gees, uh, huh. Curtis Mayfield. I got a lot of uh, I got all sorts of stuff like random uh, random jams from like the Gap Band, the Fatback Band, <laughs> all sorts of weird uh, weird. I don't know. That's my stuff. But I also like uh, indie music, like early two thousands, like indie rock, like the Unicorns and the uh, Arcade Fire and uh, Thunderbirds are now. All the stuff that pretty much everything I play in the car is guaranteed to make everyone mad. <laughs> I mean, the seventies was a real that threw me for quite the loop there. But <laughs> I was like, uh huh. But the indie music makes sense with your mustache. So hipster indie music is <laughs> seems like seems like the wheelhouse. The ultimate hipster move is to like something that's like super not hipster, like disco music. So really, that's like I'm the king of hipsters right now by <laughs> talking about how I like the I like the Bee Gees unironically, which I do. I apologize for calling you basic, clearly. You have such refined taste. I'm advanced. I drink the finest White Claws, the finest Tito's. I listen to the finest Bee Gees. <laughs> if you could recommend a Bee Gees song to somebody that isn't familiar with the Bee Gees and it's not like one of their singles, but like you want to convert, like say you wanted to convert me to being a Bee Gees fan, what would you recommend I listen to? since you seem familiar with their back catalog. I mean, this is like, this isn't like a top tier hit, but it's definitely a hit. But do you know the song Tragedy? Yes. You do? That one's, I work out to that song. <laughs> I legit, I'm not even lying. When I work out, I play Tragedy on a loop for like an hour. And like, I time, especially on like heavy lift days, I'll time it up so when the chorus is coming in, it's like, time for me to like start because that i get amped up like for real so is that it's like just, your hype music that's my hype music i have a i have a handful of hype songs Ooh, they are hear it. Tra tragedy by the Bee Gees, man eater by hall and oates toxic by britney spears and uh billy gunn's ass man theme song those <laughs> are <laughs> Those are my, that's the loop that I just work out to on this <laughs> Tragedy, man-eater, toxic, ass man. <laughs> yeah, that's all I need. That's all. <laughs> they really tell a story if you put them together, I think. You can like. You listen to them in that them order. In, you can change it any order you want. It changes the entire story every time you do it too. So it's like, maybe maybe the ass man you go ass man and then toxic oh like oh man that ass man found found a nice ass and it was, it was the whole thing was toxic and that's a tragedy she was a man eater you know you can like tell a story like that you can you can tweak it every time it's crazy <laughs> that's the best thing i've ever heard <laughs> it's ridiculous well, i um I am at a loss for it. That, that is impressive. Like, that is a reach. 
but like I appreciate it. I do see that someone in the chat said, I hope he does squats to ass man. Uh, I do, I do squats to ass man. I do everything to ass man. You can be, there's an ass man for everything. Do you? Do you? Everything. Everything. Like fancy dinner. Like, oh, that's a good suggestion. I haven't even. <laughs> <laughs> Meeting my girlfriend's parents, put on ass man. Set I the think, mood. I think ass man would probably be better than toxic tragedy or man eater in that situation. <laughs> I'm. That's a good point. When you <laughs> look at it like that, I, I have to play as. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wish, didn't see that coming. I'm using my phone to talk to you. I wish I could like hold up my phone to show you that that's like an actual playlist that I have. Is those four like? If I wasn't if using my phone to talk to you, I'd show you. If you send me a screenshot after our conversation, I would definitely tweet that out as, as part of my, like, review. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking. That's so awesome. <laughs> so I know what you listen to when you're on the road. And I know that you are kind of a snack guy. So what are your go-to road snacks? I know a couple, but for everyone else, let's run it down. Okay. So, okay. So if you travel with me, you will hear me adamantly say that I'm not going to eat. Like I always tell people, I don't eat carbs on the weekend, guys. Like I'll be like super serious. Then we'll make our first stop. I'm buying Reese's. So here's what I look for. I look for peanut butter-based things. I'll grab Reese's of various sized cups. I love, like the regular cups, the big cups. I'll get like everything I can find. I'll find like weird Reese brownies. Uh, if we stop at like a Sheets, which is my shout out to, to Percy Drews, who is obsessed with Sheets, I'll get a Reese's milkshake. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's just like, I'm a total, total brand whore for, for Reese's. Anything Reese's, I'm going to get it. I'm going to eat it. And then I'm going to spend the rest of the car ride talking about how I shouldn't have done it. And how I'll like, I'll be like, oh, great. I'm only going to have six abs tonight, guys. Great. <laughs> I'll say just stuff like that. And everybody just tolerates it <laughs> because shut up. I'm you fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. I eat a thousand Reese's. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll say all this crazy shit, and then if they ever just tell me to like shut up, I'll be like, "Hey, I'm a nine-year vet. You can't talk to me like that." <laughs> you pulled a vet card. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I pulled a vet card, but only for for like Reese's. So what I'm hearing is you should be a Reese's-sponsored athlete. I really should be like I mean I'm just saying I literally eat pounds of Reese's at a time and I like I look okay I feel like that's like I should you know I should be a spokesperson for Reese's like hey you can eat I ate three pounds of Reese's today and look I have abs and they'd be like wow that's crazy 
even though you know they should never really condone eating that many Reese's. It's it's definitely not healthy, but I make it work. Damn it! Well, not with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are your top three like Reese's candies? Because they have you know okay. they have the cups, but they also have the sticks and the fast break bar. And the little like crunchy thing. Can I, am I allowed to include anything here? Like, or I'm talking like holiday shapes. Oh yeah, I, I have like I, specific holiday okay. shapes are are a whole entity unto themselves. So my my top three Reese's, if we're excluding holiday shapes and sizes, I keep it very simple. My number one would be the regular Reese's Big Cup. My number two would be a regular Reese's. My number three would be a Reese's mini. So in a very, in a descending order, that is my top three. But if we include the, the holiday shapes and sizes, this is where it gets a little, gets a little tricky. Ooh. I think my number, my number one would be the giant Reese eggs they have at Easter. Like I think they're a half pound, maybe a third pound. That's my number one. The ratio was perfect. The size is perfect for, for me. My number two would be the giant Reese's hearts on Valentine's Day. Uh, those are, I think, a third pound for sure. That's my number two. The ratio is very good. I would like a little more peanut butter, which is why the egg obviously wins. Egg and my superior. number three would be, yeah, yeah. My number three Everybody would knows be that. everybody. Number three is the one pound Reese's bunny and or Santa from Christmas or Easter. They're pretty much the exact same thing. Uh, but that's my number three. So How do you... like on Easter, go, go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, you go, you go. You might answer my question. Okay, I was just gonna say, so from Christmas to Easter, this is what I like to call uh, bulking season because I will be eating Reese's from December through April of just like, okay, I hit the Christmas shit. People, I try to avoid the Christmas stuff, but people for Christmas will buy me the one pound Santa, the, one, the half pound cups, and I'll eat them, I have to. And then all of a sudden, Valentine's Day, here we go. I'm buying those hearts, I can't resist. Valentine's Day is over, thank God. Oh shit, it's Easter. We got eggs, we got bunnies. What am I going to do? So I have about a four month period where I'm eating Reese's to at least two pounds a week of Reese's for about four months. And I'm just coming off of that from towards the end. It gets a little, it gets a little rough. I actually still have two pounds of Reese's left that I'm saving for me and my girlfriend, but she's like, I don't want to eat that. I'm like, you're going to eat that. I'm saving it for you. And she's like, I don't want it. I'm like, tough break. You, this is important to me. You have to eat it. Right, this is important to me. So, pound do you pound for me? Oh yeah, I mean it's couples goals, like to share the Reese's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, do you mess with like the Halloween pumpkins? Because like Halloween is like it's it's kind of tipping into that like Christmas season. Yes. See, I, I mess with it. I try to avoid it. 
because it's so close to Christmas and I know that I have four months straight coming. So I'll like, I'll see it. It looks really good. I'll, I'll try, I'll put blinders on at the store. Like, like get the fuck away from me, Reese. I don't want any, I don't want trouble today, man. Like, I don't stay want away. Meat. <laughs> <laughs> You're shooting on me, Reese. But yeah. <laughs> Ease up, brother. I do this thing. There, there are some wrestlers who can attest to this, uh, who have, have witnessed it, where I like, when we make like pit stops and, and we're buying snacks and stuff. If I'm being really strict, I'll just like go into the gas station and I'll just look at food or I'll like smell food and I'll ask to smell other people's food. Like, <laughs> there's a guy named uh, Adam Rorges and we travel together and he just like caught me. I'm like taking pictures of donuts at the gas station. He's like, what the hell are you doing? And I was like, nothing. It was like, like I'm hiding pornography, like nothing. And then I go home and I look at the pictures of the donuts and they go like, yeah. And I'll zoom in like, yeah, that's nice. And that... But yeah, that's what I, when I'm being super strict, I'm like, oh, it looks like, like I'm like being a fucking pervert, but it's, yeah, I'm just, it's just food. I'm just, I'm just sure. hungry. But it's like your wish food. Like, I wish I could I eat swear. this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like sometimes I'll like people will buy like food. And I'm like, Hey, can I like, can I sniff it? Like, can I look at it? And I was like, hold the food. I'm like, yeah, it's nice. It's a good, good weight to it. Yeah, that's good. So I know that you're into pop tarts as well. Yes. Into pop tarts yeah. a, a little bit, a little bit. What like yeah. top three pop tarts. Okay. Top three. I would say I'm, my I'm a fat girl and I love food, so the, I'm gonna ask you about it. <laughs> okay, I, I want to know what your top three are after I do mine. Okay, my after number one is is peanut butter pop tarts. Okay, peanut butter pop tarts number one, s'mores number two though that's a little basic. It just it's just good, and number three, I don't know. I feel like I I so rarely get to. Between the strict diet and the Reese's, I feel like I don't make enough time for Pop-Tarts to have a consistent number three. Probably something fruity, maybe. Oh, I'll tell you what it is. Here's what I like to do. I like to get like the wild berry and I like to get two of the peanut butter ones and I'll make a PB&J Pop-Tart with three Pop-Tarts. Sometimes two, but usually three. That's, so my number three would be wild berry. That's a lot of pop tart. Dude, don't get me started. I once I made uh, forty pop tarts in a day, and I just like laid on the couch and felt sick for like about two days straight. But it was a good day. I was. Into Did you? It. Was it all one kind of pop tart, or was it like a variety of kinds of pop tart? I had a variety. I can't remember all of them, but it was around uh, Christmas time. I was using the sugar cookie holiday pop tarts as like a palate cleanser. So I was, uh, cause those are okay, but they're really basic. So I'd have something like extravagant and then I would eat one or two of the sugar cookies to kind of reset my palate. And then I would put something else on and I just ate boxes and boxes of these pop tarts throughout the day. Cause it was, I had a crazy cheat day where I was like, I was super strict for like a hundred days. And I was like, Oof. I eat all these pop tarts. I got like 10 Pop-Tarts in and I was like, I'm, I can't, I got to stop. 
but I was like, I bought all these pop tarts. I have to do it or else they're going to be here and they're going to, they're going to mess me up later. So I just did it and I didn't puke, even though I wanted to puke. I, I withstood, I was steadfast and I did not puke. Well, that would have been a waste of all those pop tarts. <laughs> exactly. You got to hold on to those calories. What, what are your top three pop tarts? So I would say probably brown sugar cinnamon. Classic. Can't go wrong there. Um, nope. Cherry. Cherry with regular. And then I'm That's kind of torn on the last one because um, s'more is pretty good. Not going to lie. But I also kind of liked the Fruit Loops ones that they just had. But I feel like the oh, Fruit Loops ones are just not shit. sustainable. Those are pretty good. Those are good, though. I forgot That's like about a those. good treat. <laughs> a treat pop tart. Yeah. Not right. your basic. I ate one day. of those during a match. Me, I did a match where I like ate a pop tart to like power up, you know? It, it new wave with and I ate it. And it was the first time I'd had it. And I remember I was like eating it and I was trying to like be in character and everything. But I was thinking, like, this is really good. Like, this is a great pop tart. And I was like, it was kind of taking me out of the zone. And then also, then I started doing the moves, and then I was like, man, my mouth is so dry now because of this fucking pop tart. So now I don't, I don't do that spot anymore where I eat the pop tart to fire up because it dries out my whole mouth. Usually distracts me because it tastes so good. I can't do it. <laughs> so are you a toaster pop tarts guy or a like cold out of the package guy? Yes. <laughs> um, I toast. I toast. You gotta toast them. See, I'm a cold out the of the package. The tarts don't. Well, that changes the whole discussion. <laughs> now your top three makes more sense because the three you picked are very good untoasted. So that that changes the whole dynamic. Now, if we're talking like freezer pop tarts and everything, that changed. That's a whole different discussion. I've never had a this freezer. Is a, this is a whole fucking. Okay, here's what you gotta do. You gotta listen. Listen to me. Go to the store, buy what are those fucking they're the fucking fudge chocolate fudge. I don't know what they're called. Okay, I used to have yeah, one like the fudge sundae or something. Maybe I think they're like it's like a fucking brown crust, brown icing, has like little white sprinkles on it. Can't remember what it's called, but you put those in the freezer or in the fridge if the freezer is a little too extreme for you. The fridge will do. And those are those are good in the fridge or freezer. I recommend that because there's a whole different tier list for for temperatures that we're opening Pandora's box here. Well, I don't know if you want to get. I don't know if we could get into all this. I'm sure that there's um, like I'm sure that some pop tarts are better at other temperatures than other pop tarts are. But um, I would never fuck yeah. with an unfrosted Pop-Tart. I like you. You get it. Unfrosted Pop-Tarts are for heathens. You're right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so, it's just so basic. To use the a word that offended me earlier, it's so basic. Us sophisticates like our frosted Pop-Tarts. Yes, our, we have such refined palates. These unfrosted Pop-Tarts offend me. I shan't partake. 
How do you feel about store brand pop tarts? I've never had pastries, them, as they may but... be called. I've never had them, but I will tell you that just the idea of them offends me greatly. Just get get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no one wants you. No one wants you toaster pastries. That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bunch of bullshit. So, who are your road buddies or who would you put in your Russell car when you travel? I have, I have multiple road buddies. Uh, more often than not, the road buddies include uh, Percy Drews, Riley Rose, uh, Saturn Price, and is that it? I might be forgetting someone, and if I am, they're going to be fucking pissed. But that's the usual. <laughs> that's the usual carload is those guys. I've also traveled with a Warhorse, you know, like a Crosshairs Kelly, and a Patrick Hickey, and uh, I've traveled with them and uh, Espiritu Maya, and those guys are super cool too. Like I like all those guys a lot. They're my bros. But I would. I also, though I haven't really traveled with them. Uh, Aaron Atlas who I'm in the uh, Tart Foundation with, and Ace Perry, like me and those guys, I, I want to get that car going because I love those guys. But yeah, those are those are all my guys, I think. And I'm, I might be forgetting somebody. Like there are guys who live nearby that I might be able to travel with, like uh, guys who I really like and respect, like Aaron Williams is pretty close, and Josh Crane, and guys like that, but you know, I've never really traveled with them, though I would like to. But yeah, those those first like eight to nine guys I mentioned, those are my guys. So do you keep all of your friends groups separate or do you let them meet each other? <laughs> because the way you made it sound, uh, you're like, mm, like you, you keep them all apart. Like you don't want them to converge in one They've met each other. <laughs> do you watch Seinfeld, like the, the independent George from Seinfeld bit? Do you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah. Okay. It's just like that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't intentionally keep them separate. It usually just kinda kinda happens that way. But yeah. Like like what? I said, I don't seek out a lot of a lot of bookings. So if people come to me like, hey, do you want to hop in this car for, for this? I'll be like, yeah, okay. I won't even ask about pay. I won't ask about the days. I think the last time I got in the car with like Riley Rose and somebody else, I like didn't realize where we were going. Like <laughs> we, went, we went to like, <laughs> we, we did like two shows in North Carolina, like back to back and then drove to Tennessee and then crashed somewhere and then wrestled in Tennessee and then drove back. And I had no idea what we were doing. I was just like, I just said, yeah. And asked me questions. I was like, yeah, just sure. Whatever. Just personal appearances for your OnlyFans? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm just I'm just an OnlyFans guy. I'm just the guy, a humble man slinging dick pics who also <laughs> happens to wrestle sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate the hustle. <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs> 
I mean, I would assume it's I do not, not have easy. a dick, but. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have a dick to pick. I don't, but I, I mean, can imagine yeah, where it would it's be. It's pretty, I mean, you say it's not easy, and I agree, but it's pretty easy. <laughs> but not everybody could well, do it. Not everybody much to would. It. Everybody so, could do it, but it's it's more not like everybody should. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. I'll, sometimes, sometimes on Twitter, and I like see uh, some of my my Twitter boys posting uh, some <laughs> thirsty stuff. Some. Some, some shit, you know, and I just go like, uh, I think I'm a bad influence on, on all these guys. I, I think all my OnlyFans like bits and jokes have like corrupted my friends. I feel so bad because they're all they're all like younger than I am, so I feel bad that they're doing that. Like I have, I have no ambition to get signed. I I don't think I'm ever gonna get signed. It's like they should not be they should not be emulating me if they want to make it, which they all can make it. They're all good. But yeah, you Sometimes as I a nine-year vet, as a nine-year vet, you should be setting an example for these these young up-and-comers. I, should be. <laughs> I, I mean, you I are. I should be. <laughs> I'm. Sorry. It's the wrong example. Yeah, I try to lead by not lead by example, but like mislead by example. Like I try to show people the path not to take. And they they've misunderstood, and they're following me down this path that they should not follow me on, this path of self destruction. <laughs> like do as Stay I say, away, not boys. as I do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't tell you how many times I've been in cars with guys, and they go like, "Like, how do you make an OnlyFans? Should I make an OnlyFans?" And I'm like, "No, don't do it. <laughs> like, you, you don't stay away." Just, yeah, I got to keep the competition out of the market. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that too. <laughs> Obviously, that's the biggest part. But I'm also concerned about my friends' futures because I don't. I mean, come on, but be real. Do you think WWE would sign sign like dudes who are slinging slinging dick pics all the time? I don't. They're not going to. AEW probably, but WWE, I don't think so. So I guess it just depends on your aspirations. <laughs> I think you can easily get into yeah. impact singing dick pics. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> hey, what what are your goals, kid? Where do you want to go? Do you want to headline <laughs> WrestleMania? Or do you want to headline Slammiversary? What are you trying to what's your headline goal? <laughs> <laughs> God damn! <laughs> As a nine-year vet, I would expect you <laughs> to to know the know the way. I I forget I forget how sometimes I forget how long I've been doing it. And to be fair, I say nine-year vet. I took two years off. It shouldn't really count as nine years, but I do it anyway. But, <laughs> but yeah, I'm just a bad influence. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not used to having friends in wrestling so i get carried away with the with the things i tell them well it sounds like you're having fun though and that's like that's important like it's better than being miserable all the time that's true i i'm pretty miserable most of the time i have a good balance now i'd say i'm like 
50-50 fun and misery at this point, which is, that's better than it's ever been. I couldn't ask for more. I, would, I wouldn't dare ask for 60-40. 50-50 is okay with me. Starts getting too good, and then you know some real bad shit's about to go down. Oh, man. that's Isn't that the worst when everything's good, and you're like, here we go. The fall is coming. Right? Holy you're like, shit. Like, man, this has just been too good. Like, I know some shit's going to come up here real fast. <laughs> yeah. It's been too good for too long. This high is too high. This low is going to be so low. It's the worst. Right? It's Peaks and valleys. <laughs> See, the two years I was off, I was like, I was just on like autopilot the whole time. Like, I don't even, like, I barely remember those two years of my life. Cause I was trying not to have highs and lows. I was trying to just stay right in this middle misery consistently the whole time. And like, I barely, I don't know what I did that whole time. Like I, I couldn't tell you really. And that was actually pretty nice, but, <laughs> yeah. but you now, now I'm back to the, the highs and lows. You expel a lot of energy trying to keep yourself just functioning in a time when you're not happy. Like, at least that's like, that's how it is for me. Like when I'm trying to just keep myself normal without any sort of like joy, like it's just, what's the point? It's true. Not to I remember when I was a bat. Interview's taking a turn. Party rolling. Let's talk about my bowel of depression. I remember like my, probably the last year I was wrestling before I quit for a while. I was like, uh, I was, I was a baby face everywhere. And, and by everywhere, I just mean like the two or three shows I was working. And I like was so miserable that it, it would take, I would have to spend like two days, like preparing myself to be a good guy in front of people. Cause I was just, I was so unhappy. I would sit there and like, I'd have to like be calm and like save all my energy. I would go backstage and I w- wasn't really fun to be around and I would go out there and it, I, for those like 10 minutes, I would just put everything I had in just doing all this stupid, like good guy bullshit. And I just remember like the last couple shows I did, I wasn't even able to fake it anymore. The crowd just didn't like me anymore because <laughs> they could just tell that I was, they like, they probably thought I was turning heel because I was acting like a dick, but I was just unable to fake it. And I just remember like I had a match where they, the crowd just hated me, even though they were supposed to like me. And I was trying really hard and I, I just couldn't get them. And then the guy they were cheering for against me was like the shittiest wrestler, this like 60 year old man who's always been a bad guy. They were cheering for him. And I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta stop. <laughs> this is, this is off the rails. That was that so, was yeah. the signifier for you. You're like they're cheering this sixty year old man. They, they can't they wrestle like this in this guy table. more than me. Yeah. yeah, it's like this this old guy who should have quit forty years ago. They they like him way more than me. I gotta get the fuck out of here. Well, he probably doesn't have a yeah. successful OnlyFans, so. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope not, but you never know. There's some. There's something for there everyone. Some kinks, man. There's different strokes for different folks. Dude, I'm a fat girl. I hear it. (laughs) I get all kinds of fucking weirdos. 
So oh yeah, the weird, right weirdos <laughs> pay the bills. Man. I don't I don't want to I don't want to talk too much about yeah. Move along. I don't want to go into my weirdos. <laughs> we'll just stop. Oh no, we'll get to that later. Trust and believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I have a question for this. Now we're talking. <laughs> So what is your favorite city to wrestle in? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. They've all been, they've all been pretty similar in the Midwest there. I wrestled in New York before and I was like surprised how similar it was to the Midwest. Uh, I like the new wave crowd the new wave pro uh, their crowd i really enjoy they're just super into it they like know the storylines they know the characters and they know the gimmicks uh i like that crowd a lot. old wrestling crowd a lot like super hipster crowd that's like kind of more up my alley as you can tell by this beanie that i have on that i have surgically attached to my head uh I the like mustaches that tip me off yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this comes right off. As soon as I'm done, I'm taking this off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those I I like those crowds a lot. Uh, those are probably my favorite crowds. Like, not necessarily in a in a city in particular, but the fans that are attracted by like new wave and by old wrestling, I think, are the two crowds that I've enjoyed the most. Who are kind of like vibing with the wrestlers. It's Sometimes give and take. Crowds that kind of get into it and aren't like too cool to have a good time. Yeah, they they know that they're part of the show and they play their part. And it's all kind of just everyone's just having fun. Like yeah, everyone's just especially old wrestling. There are some fans who dress up like old timey and stuff, and they like know that they're like they're a part of the show and they, they really just play along well and it like really builds everything up. It builds all the fans up, which builds the wrestlers up, which helps them build the fans up even more. It's a nice symbiotic relationship. It's real nice. I've only worked for old wrestling twice. I'm plugging them. I'm plugging them like I'm there all the time. I've only been there two times, but they very good show. Well, they don't run like super often, do they? Like, I don't think they're not like an every monster. No, they're not. No, that, what do they do? Like, up until the pandemic, it was what, like three, four times a year, probably. Yeah, and I think it was running about quarterly. I love old wrestling. I want to go to an old wrestling show so bad. <laughs> like that is right up so my alley because I'm, yeah, I'm I into characters. Yeah, I think I I hope there are more coming. I don't know if I'll get booked, but even if I'm not booked, everyone should check it out because it's fucking great. But. I think I worked one show like in 2017. I don't even remember when it was, to be honest, probably 2016. I don't know. And then I worked one in 2019 in September. So I've only done two over like over the years I've been, <laughs> been doing it. But, but yeah, Marion Fontaine is like one of my favorite wrestlers on the Indies and uh, old wrestling is like one of my favorite promotions. So hell yeah. Marion Fontaine. And I'm not just wrestled. saying that to get booked for the future. <laughs> Whatever. Marion Fontaine wrestled here for my my like local promotion that I always go to. 
Um, and that was probably, oh God, that was like probably 2012, 2013, maybe. It was forever ago, mm-hmm. but stuck with me yeah, the yeah. whole time because I was so into him and his character. I very so much good. enjoyed Mary Fontaine. <laughs> I spent I spent years like being a bad guy, like exclusively. And I remember like, I think like when I came back to wrestling, I was always a bad guy. Like in 2019, when I came back, I was a bad guy. And I think earlier this year, I started getting, I'm just like a good guy in most places now. And I was like, shit, I don't even remember how to be a good guy. It's been so long. It's been like literal years. So like I wrestled Fontaine in a singles match forever ago. And whenever I'm trying to think of good guy stuff, I just watch our match where he was the good guy. And I would just like see his spots and I would just like take ideas and stuff. Like, and it's, sometimes I'll change them. Sometimes I'll just straight up fucking steal them. But I just always like, He's like one of my go-tos. I feel like I, me and him have a really similar style in terms of like the the, the comedicness. He's way better than I am at it, but like uh, the the funny stuff that's also kind of good. Like I just I steal from him like crazy. Don't tell him I said that, but I steal from him all the time. I'm going to put that clip of this on Twitter, and I'm going to specifically yeah. tag him in it. Just uh, so he knows. Shit. Well, <laughs> also include in the clip me going like shit like that. I'm, I'm no. gonna include you talking. Don't make it like, fun. I'm gonna include you talking like um, all the good stuff that you said about trying to get booked there too. So I'm just gonna run all that together for you. Okay, <laughs> Want to get booked here? This. I steal Fuck all that. of your moves. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, be like, be like. Fuck Mary and Fontaine, and all like all like that. Include that too. So, who have been some of your favorite opponents over the years? <laughs> Mary and Fontaine. What a surprise! Uh, what a what a shocker. Let me think here. There, I've had a, I've had some really good opponents. Ace Perry. Uh, Nate Matthews, Eric Dillinger. Let me think here. I don't want to leave anyone out. There, I've had a lot of good ones lately, which is very, very nice because I felt like I went a long time not having any good opponents. Not to say that I'm any good, but uh, I wrestled, I wrestled Percy Drews for the first time over the last weekend. And he was fun. I would like to have do more with him. Riley Rose. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna forget somebody that I'm gonna be upset that I forgot about. But <laughs> I really liked working with Alex Cologne, uh, Jake Chris, Aaron Williams, uh, the Rich Swan, Chris Brooks. I even got I got to work Alistair Black one time. Uh, and that was really cool. He was really, I don't remember much of the match because, like, I got knocked out immediately, but uh, that was really cool. I was a big fan of his indie shit at the time. I don't know, I'm forgetting somebody really important, I can feel it, but yeah, those are those are some of the guys. So, if you could have a like, who would be your dream opponent? Who's your dream match? 
My dream, I got it. I don't even have to think about this fucking question. My dream opponent is Kikutaro. Uh, that me and Kikutaro could have such a good match. I think about it every day. <laughs> I've even tagged, I've, I've posted a few statuses about it. I've like a few tweets, I've like tagged them. She's like, hey man, you and me. And then my number two is Billy Kay. Me and Billy Kay could tear the house down. She is so good. I'm not even, I'm not being, people think I'm like fucking around when I say it. She is so good. She is so funny. Her, I feel like me and her could tear that goddamn house down without doing anything. Mostly her. 90% her. I'll pick up 10% of that. Yes. But yeah, those are, those are my two. Mostly Kikutaro, Billy Kay is number two. So what is your favorite move to take and what is your favorite move to give? Uh, my favorite move to take is anything that involves me landing on the top of my head because I'm really good at landing on the top of my head. Like sometimes I'll, sometimes I'll be doing a match and I'll be like, hey, like we'll be really doing shit. And it's like, hey, do you want to like brawl on the outside? And you're like, yeah, okay. I'm like, do you want to like DDT me on the floor? And he's like, I don't really do DDTs. And I'll be like, well, today you fucking do a DDT. And you're doing it on the floor to this guy. And we're going to sell it like I'm dead. So, because <laughs> I'm like, I, I got over, when I was like training to wrestle, I remember I got over, I would just spike myself on the concrete of the building. Like without anyone doing a move to me, it would just be a training. I would just like spike myself on my head all the time on the concrete. And people were like, blown away that how good I was at it. So that's like my thing. So I, I saved that. So yeah, any move, pile driver, DDT primarily is the easiest one, or cutters, anything like that. Those are my favorite moves to take. Favorite move to give would have to be the purple nurple because everyone like sells it differently and you can really tell a lot about the person by the way they sell the, the nipples being twisted. Like some people sell it like for real and some people sell it for comedy. I don't know. I've always been, I think the best guy who ever took it was uh, Anakin Murphy. Like when I, when I got his, I like squeezed the nips, which I know Twitch has like a no nipple thing, but I'm doing this. Uh, I got his nipples and the way he sold it was so good. Like I like was for real just laughing when he was taking it. And I had to like let go earlier than I wanted to because I was like gonna crack up at him. But he was like he he came in so serious that I thought he would sell it like seriously, and he sold it like complete comedy, and it like threw me off. And that doesn't always happen. Like I don't always. Uh, I don't. That's like one of the few times I felt like a wrestler just totally outshined me comedically. It was just randomly Anakin Murphy on a whim just was like the funniest thing I've ever seen. I don't even know if that match is like posted anywhere, but it was so good. But yeah, uh, Purple Nurple's my favorite move to give. I've seen him wrestle in, I think it was like Anna Fight Underground. Definitely would not mm. picture him selling anything comedically, so that's interesting. I know, right? I, I was kind of like, I know. Like, is I, it the I, same? <laughs> like, that's a weird name that there would be two people by that name. <laughs> <laughs> it's him he he's super serious like he, and he's like he's super super talented like he's 
he's great. And like, yeah, just in that moment, I was like, like that was the funniest shit I've ever seen. Like now I wish everyone would sell it like the way he did. Uh, but man. And then he went right back to being serious, which is like perfect. But yeah, that movie is just so much fun to give people because you never know what they're going to do. Especially when you don't tell them you're going to do it, which I don't always do. Like uh, sometimes I just, because I usually, my usual setup, I stole this from, from Tim Donst, who's a great wrestler who doesn't get enough credit. Uh, he used to do, he would like set up for a chop and then he would like not do the chop and he'd do the purple herbal. So I, I do that, but I like, I milk it way more, but I, I just stole it. But uh, <laughs> sometimes I'll just tell people like, all right, here comes the chop and I'll set up for it. And I'll like get the crowd and be like, shh, and I'll do the whole thing. I, everyone, I get everyone quiet. Who wants a big fucking chop? And do the whole thing. And I'll wind up and then I'll just do the nipples. And then like, they're surprised by it. And like, I don't know, you get really funny reactions from wrestlers when you like, don't tell them you're going to do it. And it, it cracks me up a lot. Do you have any like pre-match rituals? Do you, is there like a song you always listen to or something that you always do before you go out? Or do you always wear like the same pair of socks? Like the only ritual I have superstitions. I have nothing like that. I would say the only ritual I have is just trying to get as vascular as possible where I'll just stand by the curtain and I'll just like keep flexing and like flexing as hard as I can for like 10 to 15 minutes until I'm almost like exhausted. So usually by the time I go out through the curtain, I'm already like tired and like ready to go home because I flex for so long. <laughs> you blow yourself only... up before you go out there. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm gassed, brother. Take it home, brother. <laughs> Did you ever hear like stories about like ultimate warrior this is like after he got released from from like wwf he like went to europe and i just who told the story that he would just like he would do his run to the ring and then he'd get in the ring they'd start the match and he would just be totally gassed and they'd have to like put a rest hold on and as soon as the match started <laughs> like could you I mean... that's that's me i'm the ultimate warrior now right I'm backstage flexing. I come out and then it's immediate. All right. Take it easy, brother. <laughs> so I said that we would get to this question and now we're here. Oh. What's the weirdest request you've gotten as a wrestler? As a wrestler or as... <laughs> As a wrestler an or fan. as an OnlyFans, it, it, most of the people that I talk with don't have an OnlyFans. So, <laughs> okay. in fact, I, I don't think I've talked to as anyone. As a wrestler, with an I shit. Okay, I'll give you the. As a wrestler, off the top of my head, I'm sure there's been weirder ones, but I I worked the uh, the Highlanders, who were like, I guess they're like tag champions in WWE. To be honest, I wasn't watching. So I, I worked them. I didn't really know who they were. They were super cool guys. I really liked working them. They're really good. But I didn't know who they were. Uh, but they were like, they were asking me if I was okay with like going under their kilts. They wore kilts. Like, hey, is it cool if we like put you under the kilt? And I was like, like what, huh? what is that? You know, what do you mean? I don't even know what that means. Like, you know, it was just like sit on your face. And I was like, 
I'm like, yeah, I guess. So, like, not really knowing what to expect. So they just like asked me if I'm cool with that. And I'm like, yeah, theoretically, I guess it's fine, you know? So we did the whole match and they, they, they pinned me and they like, the guy like lifted up his kilt and he like sat on my face and like, you know, the whole crowd's like all happy about it. But it was like, he was wearing these like uh, trunks that just smelled like fucking shit. Like it was the it was the grossest thing that oh, I've ever smelled. Oh, we didn't watch his gear. No, I guess not. But that's what I thought. I was like, this is just like rancid old gear. And I go backstage and he just goes like, "Hey, brother, like, how was the kilt spot?" And I was like, "It was fine, you know. Like, I don't complain." And he's like, "Oh, I was worried because I've been farting so much. I thought it was gonna smell like shit." And I was like, "It did smell like shit, man." And he goes, "Oh, I'm sorry, brother." And that was pretty much it. But I just remember thinking like. I'm like, what do you, don't fucking, uh, whatever. He's like ripping these fu- fucking farts all night. And he like sits on my face. He knows he's going to sit on my face. Like, well, that's just, I don't know. Why would you do that but spot if you knew you were having that issue that day? I I would never, I would never do that. <laughs> but I mean, maybe that's why WWE's never called me. It's because I would, I'm not that kind of guy. Fucking, uh, so that's <laughs> that's, why. that's the weirdest wrestling request. Off the, that's that's why. <laughs> off the top of my head, that's the weirdest wrestling request. Uh, the weirdest. Like, I don't what's even the know weirdest what request? Tell you. These what's the weirdest request like from a fan you've gotten? Like, I know that y'all be getting crazy DMs. I I've gotten so much weird shit, like. I've had <laughs> can I can I just like say anything like it doesn't yeah I think no it's fine whisper. okay okay uh okay I'll go th- I got a little a little list here I had you have a list yeah I had a fan uh ask me how much for like my pubic hair t- for me to mail pubic hair to him uh I had a fan request for me to to uh ejaculate into a condom and express mail it to him so he could drink it uh oh my lord yeah i've had i've had like fans ask me how much it would cost for me to like go to their house and like put like in full gear and like put give them gear so that i can like choke them out in their living room and like shit like that uh yeah, it's just shit like that. There's a lot more. Just pretty much everything's in that vein. I've had a lot of that. I'm not <laughs> surprised by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but it mm-hmm. it never ceases to amaze me all at the same time. Yeah. And what's assume... even more shocking is it? Oh, continue. Oh, go, what do you assume? Oh, no, no, I want to no. know what you assume. Oh, no. I was going to say, I assume it's mostly I, for males. Mostly. Mostly, yeah. I was just going to say that, like, I when I get these messages, I go, like, you know, I want to be, like, like, oh, my God, how could they? And then I just go, like, uh, 200 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Would you pay 200 bucks? Fair. But, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, make your money Fair. where you can make it. 
if someone wants to pay you for weird things, as long as it's not hurting you, not hurting anybody else, make that money. <laughs> Fuck. There's always somebody willing to pay you something for, exactly. for whatever they think they need. So. Yep, Vince McMahon ain't paying my bills. I'm gonna sling some pubic hair then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'll grow back. It'll be fine. <laughs> it's funny because okay when the guy messaged me that he was like how much how much for your pubic hair i was like brother i gotta grow it out first <laughs> and that's gonna cost you so there's gonna be the the hair fee and then the the growing fee i i've said too make much make it worth your time make it worth your time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> so we're an hour and a half in <laughs> um yeah i think you don't have any sort of time constraints that accurate are you saying that because i'm in my parents basement i have nothing going on nothing no i'm prudent? saying i'm saying because i'm pretty sure we talked about it before the interview <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got I got jack shit to do. Brilliant. <laughs> I'm on I'm on white claw number five. I've drank half, oh, two thirds of this Tito's. We are in business. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, what is the wrestling word that you use word or term that you use most outside of wrestling? Because I know that I've been around our independent scene since 2012, and I do it all the time, just be from hanging around with mm -hmm. the guys here. So I actually, uh, I actually don't use a lot of them that much. Uh, I don't like them. I don't like people who use them. I use them sarcastically a lot. So the ones I use sarcastically would probably be like. Uh, <laughs> weird phrases that i've heard like learn to work kid ease up brother uh you're shooting on me like things like that or things like a uh, old stone cold back here he says stuff all the time that cracks me up like uh like like green light put the rocket on his ass like he says all this shit all the time that, like cracks me up he's like <laughs> <laughs> like do you ever listen to stone cold podcast i haven't really i've listened to like different clips and stuff but i've never like sat down i've only heard a few things on road trips but he's old every time he just he uses like the same few wrestling wrestling like terms and it almost seems like he doesn't even know the terms half the time we like and i'm not sure if he's just trying to like like not give away too much but he just used all the time he's just like uh like he was shooting on you <laughs> like there's all this shit like like put, put the rocket on his ass give him the green light send him up to Vince and like does all that shit, you know, like it just cracks me up. Like, man, <laughs> this is totally off topic. I'm just going to say it. Anyhow. Go for it. Me. This whole thing has been off topic. Me, oh shit. Me and Riley Rose and, and this wrestler named Gary Gandy. And if he's listening, fuck you, Gary Gandy. But <laughs> we were, we were on this trip together and uh, someone we're, we're just doing stone cold impressions because we're sleepy. I might have been drunk. 
and someone with a face mask on did a stone cold impression so they had the mask on and they just said like hell yeah brother or whatever and it sounded it sounded like stone cold on life support like getting an oxygen mask on and we were just like crying laughing at the idea of like a dying stone cold and we we're uh, we we're just talking about like stone cold on like on his like fucking deathbed and the doctor's like all right steve we'll see you now everyone coming in he's very weak and he's just like he's like <laughs> he's like jesus christ is calling me home it's gonna put the rocket on my ass give me the green light to heaven i'm a work bruiser brody and everyone's just like gathered around like of course steve yes uh, yes of course he's like, if, if stone cold's going to heaven give me a hell yeah and they're like hell yeah steve like a single tear down his face <laughs> we were crying laughing at that shit. <laughs> <laughs> the grim reaper came to get me i was like eh, eh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. This... <laughs> just the concept alone it's funny but the... you do such yeah. a good stone cold impression that it's even funnier <laughs> <laughs> just the idea of like a frail like and it's just like really morbid to say because it's like you know it'll happen but the idea of just him lying there just hitting his fucking catchphrases <laughs> and like i picture him in his hospital gown but also with the jean shorts <laughs> like underneath Oh, no. The t-shirt <laughs> and the vest over the gown. <laughs> yeah, it's like the vest over the. support stone cold is that's the only thing that keeps me going during these hard times <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. if you want to see steve boston go to hell <laughs> shit i fucked it up i'm drunk i was gonna say go to heaven and raise some hell <laughs> i fucked it up listen man i i'm i'm pretty drunk <laughs> Well, I appreciate you uh, right, hanging right. out with me and having a good time. I'm having a great time. I hope you are too. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. From my deathbed. <laughs> uh, give me a hell yeah. If Stone Cold's going to heaven, give me a <laughs> hell. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so um, being a nine-year vet, I'm sure that you have some really great travel stories. Everyone has great travel stories. You did just kind of tell me the most hilarious thing I've ever heard, and that was sort of a travel story. Um, but do share like some good travel stories and you can go ahead and use any aliases you need to, to protect people from embarrassment. If you so choose. I'm a name drop everybody. All right. I I got time. (laughs) Uh, let me just, I'm just going to spout them off as they come to me here. I remember there was a show I was on that Buff Bagwell was at. And uh, I remember someone said, like, Buff Bagwell has, like, this hat case for his, like, stupid Buff Bagwell hat, you know? Yeah. Like, (laughs) someone, he was gone. He like, I don't know what he was doing. I don't know if he was trying to sell merch. But someone was like, someone was like, hey, I'll give $5 to someone who goes in Buff Bagwell's hat box and puts his hat on and takes a picture with it. And I remember a bunch of wrestlers were like, oh, I had, were like, yeah, I'll give, I'll put five bucks on that. And I remember I was like, I'll do it. So I like went up, I opened up his stupid hat box. I put on a stupid airbrush hat that had a picture of him on it. I put the hat on and I like, took a selfie with, I remember like, I put the hat on, I was taking the picture and he just comes back and he like, he obviously sees me doing it. And I'm like taking <laughs> the picture, like this this big flash because we're outside, we're like behind the building where like everyone changes outside. And he like, he like sees me doing it. I take this obnoxious picture wearing his hat and he just never really says anything to me. And uh, I remember I made like 60 bucks from all the wrestlers who, you know, more than I was making doing the show. And then uh, I remember after the show, Buff Bagwell hit on my girlfriend at the time. He like flirted with her and I was like, you motherfucker. It's because I put your motherfucking hat on, you piece of shit. I was going to say, do you think it was but, uh, retaliation? Yeah, I think it was because he, like, he, like, said, he said something to her, and he turned away, and it's like he saw me, and he went back to her, and then he, like, put the moves on her. So it's not like he was just doing it. He, like, he saw me, and he recognized the, the <laughs> distance between the two of us. I don't know. Like, he but was watching was you as as he put the moves on your girl because he was watching you put your his hat on yes he's like and here's another buff story hell yeah why do you have so many buff bagwell stories i i have another one after this this is gonna a triple threat of buff bagwell stories i've never said two words to the guy but i got three buff bagwell stories here so I was at a show. I don't know if you know who Bobby Fulton is, but Bobby Fulton ran this show and it had like Shane Douglas, Buff Bagwell, Bushwhacker Luke, uh, Bobby Fulton, who was somebody, I guess, at some point. Uh, Sounds like <laughs> I don't it. like Bobby Fulton. Yeah. Uh, Fuck Bobby Fulton. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a fucking dick. Uh, <laughs> His son is a fucking dick too. Uh, shit. Who else was there? Road Warrior Animal? Someone else. Anyway, so I show up to the show. <laughs> I, for some reason, think that this like 
bullshit fairgrounds show that has all these old ass dudes. I think that I'm going to sell merch. So I set up my merch and they put me, so it just pretty much goes in like an order of just like old guy to youngest guy. So it's just like, uh, I don't know, Road Warrior Animal. And I was like fucking Buff Bagwell, Bobby Fulton, Shane Douglas, whoever else I'm forgetting, like Bushwhacker Luke, whatever. And then me and people, the way the line is set up, you have to go through everybody. So they go through the whole line at the start and they like get, they buy the shirts, they buy the pics, they get the photos and they come to me at the end of the thing. And they have no money. It's like fucking young 20s kid. And they're just like, they have no idea. They just go like, who are you? And I go like, I don't know. And they just go like, all right, see you later. So I just have to deal with like 100, 200 people who just come up to me, ask me who I am. And I say, nobody. And then they go like, all right, bye. And it was just like the most disheartening thing to, to deal with. They're like, they're covered and merged from all these old guys. I have these like stupid little sh- cat shirts I'm trying to sell. And they just look at me like, who the fuck are you? And I'm like, nobody. I, they should, I shouldn't be here. But they told Aww. me to sell merch. So that that was the, that loosely involves Buff Bagwell, and oh, oh wait, Honky Tonk Man was the other guy. He was full of shit. He 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 hated everybody on that show. He hijacked me for an hour and a half and talked shit about everybody on that show. <laughs> the whole time, I like, I was trying to give him all the all the signs that I wanted to like leave. You know, I was like checking my watch, like checking Getting my dark. Like, all right, man. <laughs> He was like, here's another thing. And he would like, Road Warrior Animal would be like 10 feet away. He'd be like, that motherfucker, he cost $5,000 to book. Guess how much he costs with face paint? $10,000. Fuck that guy. You know, like get all worked up. And I'd be like, sir, sir, there's no way anyone would pay $5,000 for face paint. He's like, they do. I swear they do. I was like, all right. No, you know best. But that, that was terrible. Anyway. <laughs> The other, the other Buff Bagwell story is not necessarily my story to tell, but there's a wrestler around here named Die Hard Tom McClain who <laughs> worked a show with Buff Bagwell where Buff Bagwell showed him his dick. And apparently... What? Buff Bagwell has... A... <laughs> I don't know why. He... Buff... Buff Mr. Bagwell, I should I want to be respectful. Mr. Bagwell claimed to have like some sort of bruise on his thigh. So he goes up to my friend Mr. McLean and he goes like and he's like, hey, check this bruise out. It lifts he pulls his pants down to show them the a micro penis, like the smallest penis anyone's ever seen. And just and they're just looking at it and they go like, Yeah, that's crazy. And he walks away. But apparently, Buff Bagwell, and you can quote me on this, has a micro penis. That's I don't care if he hears about this. <laughs> I'll, That's I'll, I'll deal with him later. I, That's interesting because didn't he spend some time as like for lack of a yeah. better word, like a gigolo? Like Yes, he did. Courting women for money? <laughs> he did. Uh, you, what? I bet those I women were s- like, man, like, I don't know. I feel bad for those women because it's like, <laughs> that's, talking, about, talking about buyer's remorse. 
I mean, like shit. dick is abundant and of low value, and you don't need to pay for tiny wieners. You don't. You don't need to pay for any wiener. They're all no. They're all worth women. <laughs> I could, I could get five dick pics sent to me right now. I would just have to ask I, for them. You, you and me both. You and me both. <laughs> I can't guarantee that they would be of any sort of quality, but they would be there. You could get them. You could. I know. I don't. I don't understand it. I bet he was like, it makes me think that he was like a gigolo who was like, he would send you like pictures of the of the body and you would see those like muscles and they, the women would be like, he, he's surprisingly cheap. That's crazy for a guy who was like, he used to be famous and on TV. I can't believe he's this affordable. Then they get him there and they like see his dick and they're like, oh, well, now I get it. Now I understand why he's so cheap and affordable. Like, do you There's think no it? dick. Do you think it was like, was he maybe, you know, like having enhancements in his day that took a toll on, on the rest? I don't know. I mean, I, I can only speculate. I, like think, I have no proof of anything. I like to think that it was, that it was always small and that's what made him become so jacked because he's like, I got to trick these, I got to get these women in bed. Got to compensate. I gotta have giant chest muscles. I gotta, by the time they see what's in there, it's too late. We're already doing it. And they're like, the ladies are just I like, know. I mean, I won't feel it anyway. So let's just do this and get it done with. I just, buff, it. buff I does not. From experience. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I do wish to, I see my, my guys are looking out for me. No, please, for the love of all that's holy, do not send me dick pics. I'm not asking for them in this moment. <laughs> so help me if I get on Twitter after this and have dick pics. If I get on Twitter after this and have dick pics, um, I'm sharing them with you, Matt. <laughs> you have to see them if I have Thank to. You. I get I get enough of them in my day to day, but I'll partake sure you when we talk shit. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. So just know. <laughs> don't do it. Don't don't be that guy. God damn. So um do you have any other really good road stories that maybe like don't involve Bangwell? Honestly, let me think. Just about Bangalore related stories. It's such a niche market. Like, <laughs> it's my kind of market. Shit. I gotta be honest. I have such a bad memory. Not even because I'm a, a drunk, but I'm, I don't know. I'm so... You did say you like to spike your head on concrete, so I don't know. Maybe that's part of it. That's part of it. I have a history of concussions. That's part of it. It could be anything. Who's to who's to say? It's so hard to it's so hard to fathom. I don't know. I feel like all my best stuff came uh, early on, but like, yeah, I, I I have such a bad memory. Some a random one that <laughs> comes to mind 
I don't even know if anyone will think this is funny, but me, but I, I went to, I drove to New York. I drove Jock Samson to, to New York one time. That sounds like fun. <laughs> he, I know who that is. <laughs> he's, he's so good, man. He's so, he's amazing. I drove him there and I remember he was trying to, he was trying to use, at the time he was trying to use Siri to get uh, directions to, uh, shit. I can't even remember what the, the city's actually called. I can only remember how he mispronounced it. Is it, is it Wapanetta? I don't know. I just remember there's a, a, a kind of weird city name, maybe in Ohio, maybe West Virginia. I just remember he was sitting there arguing with Siri forever. He's just like, Siri. Siri, can I get directions to Wapa, Connecticut? And he was just like saying over and over again, and, it was, and Wapa, Connecticut isn't a place. And he was just like reset it. And you're like, Siri, directions to Wapa, Connecticut. Like over and over again. And I'm like, Jock, it's not Wapa, Connecticut. It's, it's Wapa, Netto or whatever it is. And he's like, yeah, what is it? Wapa, Connecticut? God damn. And it just went on for like, like 30 minutes straight. And I just, that was like a really... I think about that all the time because Jock is one of my one of my favorite guys from this area. But yeah, I can't I can't remember anything else. There's there's other stuff I just can't remember. Fair enough. I definitely got my. Film. Oh, wait, I got one. I got Ooh, one. Brilliant. Go for it. I got one. So you know Shark Boy, right? Yeah. Okay. I love Shark Boy. Let me say this because it's going to sound like I don't like him when the story gets told. But I uh, I got booked on this show in like northern Indiana. It was like a six-hour drive, five and a half maybe. But uh, I get this call at the time Shark Boy's in TNA. I get this call from a number I don't know, so I ignore it. And I get a voicemail and I listen to it. It just goes, uh, Matt Brandigan. This is Shark Boy from TNA. I have an opportunity for you. Please call me back as soon as possible. So I call him back thinking that I'm getting signed to TNA because I'm young and I'm stupid. I'm like, this is crazy. It's finally happening. Oh my God. And then I, he answers, answers the phone and he's just like talking the exact same way. Like, uh, he's like, is this Matt Brannigan? This is Shark, TNA Shark Boy. And I'm like, yes, sir. Yes, of course. And I grew up watching Shark Boy in HWA. I'm like a huge fan of his. And I'm like all excited. And he goes like, all right, are you, I don't know if you're ready to hear about this opportunity. Uh, brace yourself. Could you drive me to that show in Northern Indiana? <laughs> oh. And I'm like, I'm all this, I'm all disheartened. Like, oh shit. And I go like, uh, yeah, sir. That's fine. Of course. Uh, no problem. And we like, you know, we set up the whole thing. Eventually I find out that he called someone else for a ride who knew that he was the most annoying ride-along guy in the world and gave him my phone number and pawned him off on me. And I had no idea that he was this annoying. So I, I start driving him and the entire six hour goddamn drive, he's on his phone trying to shave off like 30 seconds at a time, like GPSing. And he's just like, you go here we save a minute and he's like doing all this stuff and he's just driving me fucking insane and i remember i was driving with my brother who was just tagging along he was going to like film the matches and like sell my merch and stuff and uh and uh amanda de la cruz who was someone i was dating at the time 
and we were all driving together and he was driving everyone crazy. Like everyone wanted to just yell at him and everyone was too afraid to do it. So we drive the six hours there. By the time we get out of the car, everyone's ready to kill him. And we're like, okay, we're there. We made it. We get to the show where there's, there are literally like not even 10 fans at this show that has Shark Boy, uh, Bob Orton Jr. Uh, that's like maybe Rhino. I can't remember. There's all these like name dudes and there's no fans. And we're always just like, all right, we're not getting paid tonight. Bob Orton hits a superplex. He's like 70 years old. He's hitting a superplex in front of nobody. This is the craziest show ever. And then we're driving Shark Boy back and he's doing that same shit again. And everyone just like flipped on him and started like yelling at him. And we're just like, dude, shut the fuck up. Please, we're going to kill you. And he's like, oh, I'm just trying <laughs> to save time. But I remember that was a, that was a very <laughs> difficult road trip where everyone... Everyone loves Shark Boy. Shark Boy's amazing. I love him to death, but I wanted to I wanted to throw him out of the fucking car. I wanted to hit 120 miles per hour and throw him out of the fucking window. He was driving me crazy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love him to death. I still love him. I don't even he probably doesn't even remember me, but I he's the best. But get the goddamn. Take it easy. Just let me fucking drive. Up. You know what would take less time? If you just let me drive. <laughs> just let me just let me drive, man, please. <laughs> so <laughs> like outside of wrestling, what do you like what are your hobbies? What do you enjoy doing? I like uh I play video games a little bit. Not that not that much. I like uh like the new Crash Bandicoot game, like Grant. I like platformer games, like Hollow Knight, shit like that. Uh, I make a lot of music, which people don't always, not a lot uh -huh. of people know about. But I've been rapping for fifteen years, almost. What? And, uh, yeah, and I make like punk rock music. And uh, what else? What else do I do? If you, Mm, I make uh I used to like to make like videos and stuff like weird little like comedy skits I don't know mostly just chill huh. out. I work out I work out a lot uh because I eat so much <laughs> I have to work out a lot but uh yeah those, you have those a high intake I really do I work out <laughs> literally i work out like four hours a day uh just to like counterbalance how much shit i eat but yeah those, those are all my hobbies pretty much so also you be... another hobby another yeah. hobby is uh is stewing and misery and self-loathing <laughs> so yeah. This rapping and punk music that you make. Mm -hmm. Is there a way for me to listen to it? There might be a SoundCloud. I don't remember if it's still around. It used to be on iTunes and Spotify, but it's not. It's gone. Uh, uh, Did you take it down? I'm trying to think. 
Yeah, I took it down. I I always just made it for fun. I, I didn't really care that people ever heard it. You know, the punk huh. music is nowhere. That that's that's just for me. Uh, the rap music, it's floating around. I could hook you up privately yeah, if you're. Yeah, please do. I I'm very interested. Hell yeah! Like I so, make do you play? Beats. I make all the. So do you play instruments and stuff too? Yeah. Like, I what play, do you play? Uh, oh my goodness. This is like a I whole play, new side of you. I play I play a little bit of everything. I my main instrument is like the the piano. I even have a, a little piano tattoo here. But uh that's my main thing. So when I like made rap music, I make it all with a synthesizer that's hooked up to my computer, you know, so like it's all based on a keyboard. Uh, but in terms of real instruments, my, I play bass, I play piano and drums. I can play like simple chords on the guitar. Uh, but yeah, I mostly just make like digital music for fun. But yeah, I can play. I'm not, I'm not great at anything, but I can play a little bit of everything. I used to be in bands when I was like younger and stuff. So I like would fill in for whatever band like you know if the bass player wasn't there i was the bass player that day the drummer was gone i could be the drummer i could do a little bit of everything what the hell <laughs> like that's so cool and i would have never <laughs> ever in like a million years guessed that about you like never like that's so awesome like what kind of music did you play in high school i was in like uh mostly punk rock bands and like metal screamo uh, like grindcore like bands like super like noisy based things or like electronic stuff i was like a i was a singer in a couple like metal bands because i could do like a i could do like a like a growl like because i have like a i have a like a raspy voice you know so i could do like a really like low yeah like a good like, like growl growl yeah yeah yeah, yeah. wow but yeah like that's so cool <laughs> It's so like I would yeah. have, I would have honestly like never guessed that. And I like, I mean, the piano thing probably, if I'd have noticed that was a piano tattoo that you had, I would probably have maybe picked that up. But like, I, <laughs> I would have yeah. like, I would have never thought, like, that's so cool though. Like, yes, please, like, send me anything. I love hearing what people do. I, I'll hook you Thank you. I was many years ago when I was younger. I like I used to book bands to play shows and stuff. So like I love hearing that kind of stuff. I'm in a band now, but my uh, my drummer is like ashamed. He's a, my drum so my drummer is like a teacher and he's like ashamed of the music we make because it's like oh. super ridiculous. And he's a, but like uh I play the bass and I like and I sing. So it's just like bass it's just drum and bass, like punk shit. But uh I'm always trying to get him to do live shows and he's like afraid to do it. Cause he's afraid he's gonna get caught and get fired i'm like dude this you're not gonna get fired like this, he he acts like the songs are the most offensive songs ever they're not they're just like stupid like we have a song called shit and the whole song is me just saying shit shit i'm gonna shit over and over again like, that's not gonna, you're not gonna get no, fired for that that's goofy but it's not <laughs> it's not it's offensive. a banger it's not no 
when I send, I'll send that to you, and you'll be like, "This yes. shit, this is a banger." Like once you get I through the shit awesome. part, I'll, okay, I'll hook you up. Oh, fantastic! You. That makes me so happy. Hell <laughs> Thank <yeah>. you. It's <laughs> <laughs> like that's just that blew me. Like I said, like I would have never thought that about you. Like that's awesome, though. Oh yeah, so, there was a point where I was like trying to decide between wrestling and music because. I've been rapping for like six years, I think, before I started training to wrestle. And uh, I've been on, I was on all these like rap and hip hop message boards, like doing battle rap and doing song contests and doing all this stuff. And I wasn't sure, like, it felt like I was really good at it. And I wasn't sure which path to take, but always liked wrestling more. So I just ended up picking that. But now that I'm nine years into wrestling, I kind of wish that I, pursued music <laughs> i mean you could still pursue music that's true i've been doing it casually the whole time but yeah no no one's really heard it it's all secret, secret not a bullshit. secret anymore pal <laughs> oh shit <laughs> god damn like that's crazy like i crazy yeah especially like you said he's battle rap like yeah yeah it's, like, I, I, I live the whole eight-mile lifestyle. That's, I, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> wow, like, that's so cool. And I just, like I said, like, I would have just never figured that for you. That's awesome. Like, you're Hell a creative yeah. individual. That's right. I, I used to go to, I was an art school dropout. That's how you know. That's the most creative hipster thing you can do is go to art school and drop out of that's like top tier hipster bullshit. I mean, go to art school and be like, Fuck this. you can't conform to what the man wants you to know. So you just got to go right. out there and be creative. You can't exactly. You have to be, you have to fucking rage against the machine, even if the machine is art itself. The school is telling me what art is. I'm like, nah, man, this ain't art. I'll show you what art is. I'm going to go to wrestling. I'm going to squeeze some nipples. That's art. I mean, yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's something. I mean, it's performance art of some kind. I saw yeah. somebody call independent wrestling um, like violent community theater. Ooh, I like that. That's good. I'm going to use that. I have to defend wrestling a lot. Like a lot of the people I talk to. Uh, that's good. I mean, I'm definitely violent community theater. That's good. Okay. It's I wish I could now. remember. I don't get how I drunk I that am. From, but I mean, whoever it was, yes. You can always. So after we're done here, this will be on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts. So you can listen to it back if you want to, you know, see if you said anything too ridiculous. Okay. But I don't think you have. Hell yeah. So what would you tell a 10-year-old version of yourself? If you could go back in time uh, knowing what you know now. How, mu how much am I allowed to tell them? 
As much as you want, I guess. I would tell him 10 years old, okay. At 10 years old, I was already watching indie wrestling. I was already, hmm, okay. I would tell 10 year old me to uh, whatever I would need to tell myself to avoid how out of shape I got. Like, don't stop drinking Mountain Dew. Uh, don't train at Rockstar Pro. That place is fucking terrible. <laughs> Go somewhere else so that you can actually succeed. Uh, let's see. That's probably the biggest thing is, honestly, the biggest thing I would tell myself would be to, I would just prepare myself for wrestling to get in shape earlier because I was, I was always out of shape. I was always a lazy kid. I'd probably get a jump start on that, but mostly I would tell myself not to go to Rockstar Pro. That was, that whole thing was a horrible experience. It really set me back. Like my first five years are basically useless because of how terrible like Rockstar Pro was, or like Dave Christ and like all that shit. Uh, it was just horrible. So yeah, I would I would just tell myself to go to move away and go somewhere else. Like the convenience of how close that place was was not worth how much damage it did uh, to my progress and how my first five years are useless to me, pretty much. That's, so I would just tell myself to not be afraid to move away from home for wrestling. Fair enough. Like that got really philosophical. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So do you have any upcoming <laughs> shows? I actually, I don't have any upcoming shows. I'm kind of taking June off. Uh, Cause I'm moving out of state and I just have some shit going on. And I'm also just, the problem, I don't know if, it, if you can tell, I, I'm just, I've been very depressed lately. So I'm kind of just taking a break, trying to fix my, my mental health. I have new wave pro at the end of uh, July, but that's the only thing booked uh, at the moment, I think. Nothing, nothing upcoming because I'm just trying to, trying to reset my brain so that I can crush it at whatever shows are coming up in July. Fair enough. Sometimes you need Hell to, yeah. to take a nice little breakaroo. Hell yeah. Breakaroo. Hell yeah. <laughs> Feel that. So now I have like a couple of just kind of like fun and easy questions and then we'll go to questions from the chat and then we'll go to the lightning round, which I believe we alluded to earlier. You have fantastic hair. Thank you so much. Like, why were you hiding it under a beanie? Because I'm a hipster. That's what I do. <laughs> it's also very like dirty. It's like I'm growing it out and it's, at a, it's like at a weird stage, you know? I feel weird without a beanie. 
I work out with a beanie on, even though it's like super hot over here. I'm just like sweating everywhere. I've actually had like the manager of my gym come up to me and tell me to like, like, hey man, you're sweating everywhere. Like, take it easy. <laughs> you and said was, that you were like, too sweaty at the gym? Yeah, he's like, you know, I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Listen to tragedy on repeat. Bro, I got ass man playing. Of course I'm sweating. <laughs> fucking like, it'd be, it would just be like, a, I was wearing a sleeveless shirt. And he's like, you can't wear a sleeveless shirt. And I was like, it's playing fitness, obviously. And I was like, okay. So I stopped wearing a sleeveless shirt. And then I'm sweating even more because I can't air it out. I'm a sweaty guy. And then he's just like, you're sweating too much. And I was like, my guy, if I can wear a sleeveless shirt, we can work together here. And he's like, no, no, no. I don't know. Basically what I'm saying is fuck playing the fitness. God damn. I, I hate them so much. They're so mean to me. I don't do anything wrong. I just, I'm just a sweaty guy trying to live my life. And they, they're just mean to me all the time. Makes Aww. me sad. Well, fuck them. Hopefully you can find a better place then that you can be as sweaty as you're as you, you want to be. That's right. I'm I'm moving out. I only have a few more days left and I'm moving on. If I were you, I would go sweat on everything and not wipe it down out of spite. <laughs> I mean, because of COVID I won't do that, but if otherwise I would totally do that. <laughs> I would I'm real petty. All about that. I like I like your style. Hell yeah. <laughs> so I have to ask, how do you take your pancakes? How do I take my so pancakes are always mm -hmm. I like I like the I like the stacks. You gotta stack the pancakes at least yeah. three. I'm more of a fan of like the silver dollar pancakes where you okay. get like four, four. You want like, like a big uh, stack like of like butter. smaller pancakes. Yes. Butter in between each of the pancakes and on top. Syrup on top. Maple fucking syrup. And that's what I like with pancakes. Uh, I would, I'm pretty simple with pancakes. If we're talking waffles, which I don't want to offend you because your name is pancakes but if you're talking waffle waffles the, it depends made a, a face like you're a waffle guy shit i can't believe how well you read my face i am more of a waffle guy but i didn't want to say anything because i respect you and i like you but since you have uh, identified the facial expression that I've made as a waffle guy, I have to come clean. I don't want to lie to you because I respect you and like you too much. Uh, I am more of a waffle guy. I just, I don't, there's something about those little, little crevices, those little fucking square crevice, crevices. It drives me crazy. You fucking butter it and it melts in there. Powdered sugar. Yes. That's what I'm into. But for pancakes, syrup all day. So if I'm craving syrup, I'm going pancakes, you know. It just depends. 
Have you put peanut butter on your pancakes? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. I've never even, I've never what? even thought of doing it. What? You love peanut butter. I've, I've gathered this throughout our conversation. Instead of putting butter between, peanut butter between. This changes everything. Now, if I'm being honest, I haven't had pancakes in a long time, like years, because when I don't, I don't eat carbs a, a lot. And when I do, it's like a specific thing. My mind is blown, and I'm, I'm literally thinking about how I need to go to the store tomorrow to make pancakes in the morning and put peanut butter in them. Because that, wait, peanut. Okay, you get two pancakes, right? Mm-hmm. You use them as the bread for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Mm -hmm. Pancakes. I just spilled my white clogs. I'm too excited. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> Pancakes is the bread for a PB&J. What do you think? Is that good? I think, uh, so I can, I can kind of up, up your game a little bit. If you pancake, peanut butter, and you could do, are you a grape jelly or a strawberry jelly guy? I'm a great jelly guy. Oh, well, that's wrong, but that's fine. You can do what you want. Um, <laughs> Damn. I, what I would do is I would take yeah. a pancake and then, like, peanut butter and then, like, another pancake and then strawberry syrup. Oh, shit. Are you trying, are you seducing me right now? What's, what's happening? <laughs> I'm just oh a fat God. girl who knows her pancakes. <laughs> I, I got to cover up my nipples here. Oh, my word. You're crazy. Shit. You could even use, like, um, like the Kodiak cakes, the protein pancakes, for, like, a little bit less. Like, a little bit, a little bit extra, like, pretend health. I got to say your your preparedness for this you drop in protein pancake references take it you're this is too much for me i'm too i'm too hungry to deal with this right now you're killing me i want to well, go to the store right now and i'm too dr i'm too drunk to drive i can't do it yeah you're don't drive me crazy. i'm not i'm not gonna do it i'm just saying you're driving me crazy <laughs> So maybe on your next cheat day, like maybe, maybe try that. Okay. I'll do it. I'm a, I'm a goddamn fucking do it. I try mean, and if, stop you, me. if you do it, I, I would love a like photographic proof. <laughs> okay. Cause I, cause I want to, I want to see your execution of the, the, like the PB and J pancake. Okay. I'll probably have to like message you in the morning, like, hey, I'm too drunk to remember exactly what you said. Uh, <laughs> well, what was it? I had a, I had a drunken dream about something delicious. What, what, what were we talking about? We've talked about a lot of food on this already. <laughs> I think you we really all, did. I mean, I'm a fat girl and I love food and you're, you're not a fat girl, but you also seem to enjoy food. So <laughs> Yes, I do. Also, I, I think food. you 
I think you've officially crossed into my longest interview now. Let's keep going. Let's... <laughs> no one's going to break this record. We're going to keep going. <laughs> well, I really only have one question left, and then we go to questions from chat and the lightning round. So depending on how that went, um, you know, we could have at least another 15, 20 minutes probably. But um, I'm going to set like a scene for you. Set a scene. So pretend, it, get your mind right. So you're, you want something sweet and you're in the store and you're walking down the aisle and you're like, you know what? I want cookies. And not only do I want cookies, I want America's favorite cookie, which is an Oreo. And you go to the, the section with all the Oreos and you see all of the different kinds and flavors and you eschew all of the weird flavors of Oreo and you're like, I just want like a regular like chocolate cookie, you know, cream middle, just the cream in between the Oreos, like nothing special. And then you see there's the, the single stuff and there's the double stuff. Like, which are you picking? Okay, so you're telling me that my options are limited between regular like chocolate cookie Oreos, single stuff and double stuff. Those are the two options. Yeah, that's what you want. Okay. If those are my two options, I'm going double stuff. Now, yeah. if, if my, you get it. But if my <laughs> options are- That's the unofficial expanded, correct answer to the question. I like your style. If the options are expanded, I would go mega stuff, obviously. However, if the options are expanded even more, I am going mega stuff golden Oreo because it oh, is so fucking, so much goddamn sugar. It, it just it fucks you up. So my, my go-to is golden mega stuff but for your specific question double stuff regular oreo obviously anyone who would not pick that is a, a scumbag and i will fight them anywhere anytime to the death we've had a few people pick single stuffed oreo and i just don't who tell me name names Name the names right now. We I had will, somebody I will destroy them. We had somebody go even further off the rails and pick the fins with like even uh, less than single. I, I, I know. I, Why you would do that? I have no clue. You tell me. Tell me who said that. Um, Please. I. I off the top of my head, I don't remember. Okay, we'll talk. It was DMs. traumatic. I tried to block it out. <laughs> I, was, I just can't handle it. I don't blame you. I hate to make you relive that nightmare, but if I find out who said that, <laughs> for real, on site. <laughs> I, I, brother, I'm going to shoot on you so fucking hard. <laughs> you don't even know. I got your receipt, brother. <laughs> who would do that who who would pick not not even to go so far as to say a single stuff but a thin 
so I've been like, I've been pretty like silly this whole time. Yeah. I'm completely serious right now. Whoever said that can go to fucking hell. That dry, that pisses me off. <laughs> uh, who, if asked that question, anyone who would say a thin Oreo, oh my god, what a really, what a fuck. I really feel like there was somebody that said they just like the cookie. Ugh. I don't remember who that was. Would have been though. We're gonna find. We're gonna track these people down. We're gonna. We're gonna take care of them. I'm gonna challenge all of them to matches. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna shoot on them. You're gonna defend my double stuffed Oreos. <laughs> I'm gonna defend. I'm ter. I don't know how to actually fight, so they're gonna beat me up. But I don't care. I gotta try. I gotta do it. I mean, those are kind of big words from a waffle guy. Damn. See, look at these. Look at these knuckles. See this? I got. I got beat up. Whoever likes fucking Oreos that are thin, you're dead. These are the knuckles of a man who fights for his Oreos. You're done, my man. My man <laughs> or woman, you're done. <laughs> On sight. <laughs> I'm going to like, I know that eventually I'm going to hear about that. Like, it's going to just come through that you just beat somebody up because you found out that they like thin Oreos. And I'll know you why. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would you do if like, for real, if you like, if you got online one day and saw a message like Matt Brannigan is arrested because he fought someone because they didn't like the right Oreos. What would you <laughs> I'd like, send you shit. I'd send you a bald monkey's t shirt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Like it's an official official sponsor of Matt Brandigan because he's willing to fight for those double stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. So I got the Reese's sponsorship. Now I got the fucking Oreo Nabisco, whoever made. Yeah, I got I that sponsorship. Oh, it might be Mondelez now. Those like big, like big food corporations change hands and merge all the time. And I think mm -hmm. it's Mondelez now. If I had to guess. I don't know why I would know that though. Yeah, why? Why would you know that? Are you a corporate shill? Why would? You if I were a corporate chill, I'd be making a lot more money than I do right now. But I am <laughs> going to Google it. Google it right now because I want to. I know. am. I, I really think it's Mondelez, I'll be honest. I have another question for you. Okay. Has anyone ever gotten up to go pee while, during an interview before? Um, no, but I've also never have had interviews that have gone over two hours. <laughs> I think. I'll be, can I go pee? Yes. I would rather not have you have an accident on stream. That would no okay. streaming on stream. So that would be weird. <laughs> okay. I the bathroom is right here. I'll be right back. Look that up. I'll think about Stone Cold on life support. 
we we did at one point uh hello everybody it's the voice in the sky it is the captain chuckles uh we we did however have one interview a a long while ago where we had to stop a couple of times for various reasons but uh this would be the the first official p session uh off camera of course uh on the other ones have been on camera well, no, no, no. We, we, they, they were off camera too. But <laughs> this is the first official P uh, in Bald Monkey's history. So everyone in the chat, you are, you, you are now a part of history tonight. Um, and I will say I did look it up. Um, Oreo is made by the Nabisco Division of Mondelez International. Look at that. So we were both right. And that's really, really the best you could hope for, I think. I, I would agree with that, Val. I would agree with that. Who was it that liked the thin Oreos? Do you remember, Tuck? Uh, I blanked oh, shit. that oh, shit, shit out of my mind. I don't ever think about thin Oreos because that is absolutely blasphemous. That's uh, fair. And and we used Hell to yeah. we used to keep tabs. I stopped, but but I will throw out some names of people who have voted single stuff. Um, and, and I and I'm gonna throw the the big names out here. Uh, people like Chris Bay. Uh, people like Alan Angels. People like Alex Zane. Uh, people like Ryzen. And people like Kira Hogan, all are on Team Single Stuff, and we have no idea why. We still love them, but their choice in cookie is terrible. Fuck them all. <laughs> Fuck them all. So um, I don't know. I'm gonna shoot all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you heard while you were away. I did look it up. Uh, Oreo is made by the Nabisco division of Mondelez International. So look at you, look at you. Right. You just what a pro. What a I what know. A I know pro. useless shit. I know the most useless fucking information. Stuff How that will that do me useless? no good. Listen, listen. It did you good because we were talking about it. That was useful shit. You knew, but it didn't get me ahead in life. Did it? I don't think don't so. It, <laughs> it just happened. Who's to say? When you're writing your memoir like 30 years from now, this could be the pivotal moment in your life. I mean, you know? I, I'm i fairly certain that there will be no Val Pancakes memoirs, but I appreciate that you have enough faith that there might be. There was going to be, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I ain't fucking so, around. <laughs> so, um, Chuck, do we have any questions from chat? We do have some questions in chat before we go to uh, our last little bit here. Uh, now, these first two, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of feel like they, they were two are. Hours ago. <laughs> yeah, I know, and and this person is not in the chat anymore. I feel like they were trolling a little bit. Uh, the screen name is D's Nuts Drew asked two questions. The first question was, uh, why did you pull out against Ar uh, Arthur MacArthur for your match? 
Uh, so I will let you respond to that first. Listen, the fact that the name is Drew means that it is Arthur McArthur. The reason I pulled out, his name is fucking Drew. Fuck. <laughs> I pulled out, listen, I told him, I messaged him that I was going to have to pull out before he even posted about the match. I'm pulling out because I'm moving out of state. I'm, I, I have to move to California. I, I'm busy. I'm, I'm a busy guy. I got shit to do. Fuck. God. Yeah, places, fans, pe people to, to see, places to go. You don't got time. Exactly. And I told him in a, in a message before he even posted about the match that I was canceling on the match and he posted about it anyway. So it's not on me. That's why I canceled on the match. And that's why I made such a such a public spectacle about the whole thing. What well, what was the second question? So so now the second question is uh I feel it's personal and I, and I'm not sure, but how do you feel about being stripped of the XVW championship? <laughs> is that from him? Is that from that, Drew? that that is also from him. <laughs> Dude, he's so good. <laughs> it was great. I talked I, with him last night. <laughs> he's, I, I'm gonna watch that too because he's he's one of my favorite guys going right now. He's so he's so good, man. Uh, I feel good. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got stripped. So here's the story. This is like a a local place. It's it's not very good. I was the, the main champ there. I uh, agreed to be champ with certain conditions. One of them, the main one being that I get to uh, pick my own opponents and have these good matches that they would film for me. And they gave me the belt. I never got to really pick my opponents. The only opponent I ever got was Ace Perry. And I had to fight really hard to get him. Uh, and no one filmed it. We had a really good match that no one filmed. And I would try to get guys like Aaron Williams. I would try to get uh, people like uh, Max the Impaler. I had this mm. list of people that I was like, trying to get. Those are great people. And they just mm -hmm. weren't. Great, great people. Amazing talents that anyone should want to have. That were also willing to come for less than their worth. Because they're worth a lot to, to wrestle for me. to Just to have a match with me. And they wouldn't do it. And they were just fighting me tooth and nail. And uh, it was just driving me crazy. And I eventually just couldn't take it anymore because, you know, like I said, I have, I have, I have my history of hating wrestling. I have, I have depression and all this stuff. The idea of wrestling for this place that isn't doing the thing that they agreed to do was upsetting me so much that I just couldn't, I just didn't want to go back. So I just stopped going back and they stripped me of the title, which they should have done. I really would have liked to have dropped the title, but I just knew that doing that would have upset me greatly and that I just didn't want to go through that shit. So I just stopped coming. And uh, honestly, being stripped of that title feels very good. So to answer these nuts, Drew's question, I feel very good 
that they stripped me of that title, I feel like a huge weight, uh, an albatross is gone and I don't have to worry about doing those shows that I hated doing, that they pretty much lied to me to get me to be the champion and had no intentions of holding up their end of the agreement. So yeah, I feel good. Though I am sad that I never got to wrestle Arthur MacArthur, who's one of my favorite wrestlers uh, at XVW. I am sad about that. Nice. Well, thank you. And, and I'm sure these nuts, Drew, will have to come back and, and listen to this portion of the interview. Oh, well, we'll, <laughs> we'll move on to some other questions. So our very own Christopher has a question. He wants to know, where did you get the polka dot robe? I don't remember. I've had it for a long time. Okay. I'm not religious. I, I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> and it's to, just, and, and to add it. on to that, he he also wants to know, and I, and I changed around the question a little bit. Uh, how'd you get Stone Cold, okay. Stone Cold to show up and stand so still this entire time? It's amazing. Well, Stone Cold has neck problems. If he moves too uh, suddenly, he'll get paralyzed for the rest of his life. And then he'll be on life support. And we know how life support Stone Cold goes. Yes. We've talked about it before. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I just give him a couple Steve Weisers, you know, like every now and then I just kind of throw him, you know, throw him a, a Steve Weiser, maybe give him a, a couple of like, <clears throat> what? I give him some of those every now and then. And then he, he's a pretty happy guy, you know? Give, you, you fucking, you flip him off a couple times like that. He doesn't like that I drink white claws, but you'll get fucking used to it. But he stands still because, you know, if he moves too suddenly, it's game over. That's true. And damn it, Val. I know, Val I just has, again. Val has turned into <laughs> Matt, and Matt is now Val. What is going on here? It's because my low battery thing came up. Damn it, if you just plug Ooh. your damn phone in. I can't plug it in and have headphones in at the same time. What, what? Get a no, real phone. It was on seventy percent when I started. Okay, fine. I'm sure Christopher. I'm sure Christopher <laughs> is behind the scenes over here going, "Damn it, Val, not again." Not again. So to piggyback on the robe question, my daughter was down here earlier, uh, <laughs> and oh, she wanted to know how many fancy robes do you own? Tell. What's your daughter's name, by the way? Her name is Landry. What is it? Landry. L-A-N-D-R-I. Landry? Yep. Okay. Tell Landry that I only have the one robe because it is the perfect robe. There's no need for another robe. This is the only robe that I have. It's all I need. Perfect. I will let her know. <laughs> and Chris, thank you. thank you for fixing the screen here i appreciate, I appreciate it i appreciate you chris <laughs> Thanks, chris also chris. says damn it val piece of shit. oh shit <laughs> okay so next question comes from bumper shot uh was the basement fed in your family home yes it was yeah follow-up question to that what is were there any questions asked about what was going on down in the basement uh no uh my parents knew all about everything that was going on my dad was the vince mcmahon who showed up every now when he had to to get certain storylines over uh yeah there was 
never questions asked. We'd have a group of people over to watch like WWE pay-per-views. And after the pay-per-view, we would make everyone stay and watch uh, our wrestling show. So everyone nice. knew. One time, one time, I swear to God, man. One time we had like 20 people here watching. I've, I've wrestled in front of actual wrestling crowds that were like less people than that. You know, <laughs> it was a simple basement, stupid fucking around show that had more fans than I, like, I was on that show with Bob Orton. There was 10 people there. So what I'm saying is my basement outdraws Bob Orton. Quote me on that. Tweeted at Bob Orton. Tweeted at Randy. <laughs> oh, man. oh, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Go to hell, everybody. God damn it. I drank all my white claws. I drank five white claws. Most of this, all this Tito's, about two thirds of it. I need more. I need more, guys. Dang. Shit. Val, what have you done? What have you done? <laughs> what have you done, Val? What have you done to me? What have you done to me? So our next boy. our next question comes from Cold Stone, Tim Boston, who is in the chat earlier oh. tonight. Oh shit. He wants to know your opinion on the Reese's peanut butter cups with the actual pieces in the middle. Uh, I'm not a fan, actually. I think it's a. Uh, I feel as if it is overcomplicating the simple, uh, to use a phrase that I feel like I've stolen from someone, but it is. It feels frivolous. It feels needless. Uh, though delicious, and though I have eaten it, uh, it does not. It's too much. It's, it's just too much. I am more of a fan of a, a classic. Greasy cup, or if we need an additional ingredient, I would vote for the big cup uh, pretzel thing. The pretzel is more interesting variety. The Reese's pieces inside of it, which is more of the same, and to me, is not good mouth feel. Uh, <laughs> it's not. It's just you know, it doesn't mesh well to me. It's neat. It's just not needed. You fuck it. Fuck it. I would agree. Dear I, Reese's, I would agree with that. Fuck it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Next question. We're going to the electrifying one eight. They want to know what's better, wrestling boots or wrestling shoes. I guess it just. I mean, it just depends on how you wrestle, man. Like I've I've worn them both for different types of matches. They're. Personally, I prefer wrestling shoes with uh, with kick pads, but uh, that's just for me. Boots boots are nice. It just depends on the the style you like to do. You know, depends on the 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 image you're trying to cultivate. That's that's too open ended of a question. For me personally, I would go with wrestling shoes and kick pads, but it just depends on what you're trying to go for. If I'm if I'm going for old wrestling. I'm trying to cultivate a certain look, a certain feel. Sometimes boots are the way to go. I have them both. It just depends. Okay. And our last question from chat comes from, again, our very own Christopher. Now, unless I missed one, but Christopher wants to know, 
who would play you in a movie or a TV series? Okay. All right. I've been told that I look like uh, Macaulay Culkin. Uh, I've been, shit, who else? People tell me these things. I wish I could remember them. If it were up to me, I mean, obviously, if it were up to me, I'd pick, you know, a classic Brad Pitt, you know, handsome guy like me, perfect face. Uh, or maybe, okay. Pers Bobcat Goldwaite is who I would pick. I change everything <laughs> I just said. A nice I handsome guy like Bobcat Goldwaite. A nice, love sexy, fucking guy. Bobcat Goldwave. The sexiest man alive. Yes. Chris, that's, Christopher, that's Christopher and the bald monkeys both say yes. They love that answer. <laughs> okay, so now on to the most hated segment of any of our podcasts. And I'm going to scare the crap out of Chris right now because as we were talking... I came up with some lightning round music. So to preface the lightning round, here we go. Oh yeah, it's time for the nice. lightning round. It's time for the lightning round. So Matt, sir, if you are ready, we got 10 questions and I might even have a bonus Let's one go. in there. As fast Let's as we it. can go through, here we go. Starting off with number one, pineapple on pizza, yay or nay? Yay. I love it. Fill in the blank. Taylor Swift is? Uh, shitty. Oh my God, I love it even more. Number three, if you could travel back in time, when and where would you go? I would go to feudal Japan and be murdered by samurai. Interesting. Uh, from on a scale <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how hot do you like your showers? One being the coldest, ten being seven. the hottest. Okay, seven. Seven, seven. So now we're on a plane. What is your seat choice? Aisle, middle, or window? Window, baby. Coffee, hot cold or i could go either way either way depends on the temperature of the outside man okay. right now i'm going cold because it's hotter do you still consider pluto to be an actual planet no fuck pluto jeopardy or wheel of fortune at night jeopardy my guy yes Okay, here's a very interesting one. Do you rotate your tires on a proper schedule? Never. Number 10. If the toilet paper roll is really low, but not completely out yet, do you replace it or leave it for someone else to take care of? Uh, not only do I leave it for someone else to take care of, but I'll leave it for myself to take care of for many, many weeks of nothing being there. And I just leave it there for a long time. <laughs> Love it. And the bonus question, and I'm only bringing this up because we, we were talking a lot about Reese's peanut butter cups and pieces and candy, but, and I'm, I'm from Pennsylvania. Have you ever been to Hershey park? Of course I have. 
my guy. Of course. Love it. Love it. That's it. Hershey Highway, baby. <laughs> That's it. That's the lightning round. Easy. Back to you, Val. Yeah, the lightning easy, round questions are easy. fun. They are. I have I have so many. And I get my family to help me. So like usually beforehand, they're just throwing questions at me. So I have like a backlog of probably like 150 to 200 questions. That's so many questions. It is. Well, I mean, I asked 10 each time, so I, I got to have a bunch. I don't want to always repeat the same ones. That's fair. Give you me don't. 90 more. <laughs> 90 more right now. I want all the questions because I haven't been here long <laughs> I enough. Scary, you piece of shit. <laughs> You're nothing. Oh, man. And on that note, <laughs> this has been the stack. Um, and I'm Val Pancakes. This has been Matt Brannigan. Please follow him oh, yeah. um, on all of his social media. I know that you have Twitter and Instagram and, of course, the OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah baby <laughs> and make sure to check out the his matches from new wave pro you can find those on iwtv and thank you all for joining us tonight